Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 94 and it is Tuesday, October 17, 2017. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. Hey, what's good, y'all? Yes, and coming, joining us in the studio for the first time in two years, we have a returning guest, a friend of the show, Angela Marandola. Hey, y'all. Is it really two years? It's been yeah. two years. You yeah. know, I was thinking on the drive here, the last time I was on the podcast, you were not. Yeah, I wasn't. You were just yeah, like I a wasn't glimmer, you were a glimmer in our eye. For <laughs> <laughs> so, so I don't think Carl and I have ever really like sat down and had a conversation face to face. Yeah, I always piss you. Yeah, I always piss you off on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we're like old enemies, and but old friends too. So. Great friends. Yeah, great friends. Yay, frenemies! <laughs> <laughs> so yes, the road to episode one hundred mm-hmm. continues. You know, and uh, you know, um, Angela. You know, we've the, the last time we had you here was episode seven. Yeah. Yeah. The first rule of book club is we talked about our favorite books, and. Um, yeah. It was a good episode. Controversial. I don't know if we had a lot of people who were reading at that time. Hopefully more people have picked up books since then. Yes. I think it was I a, did. It was a very like intense and uh I don't know, the detailed uh episode. Mm-hmm. But a lot has changed since then. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's been good. I um I've missed being on the show. I loved it so much. I, uh, I'm excited to be here on the road to 100. I can't even mm. believe it's been that many episodes, though. Like, it seems yeah. like two years ago, I was here as episode seven, and now you guys are, I don't know, you're making it big. You guys are big shots now. <laughs> I don't say we big shots, I but we're shots. working on it. Yeah, we're yeah. working on it. Yeah, well, I'm impressed. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Greatly appreciate that. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, uh, so yeah. Today we're gonna be talking about uh, some some geek news, uh, some headlines, as well as our some notable horror movies being the month of October. Yes. Yep. So all horror galore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So uh, before we get into the uh, proceedings, uh, Mr. Bird, what have you been up to this past week? Okay. Well, nothing. I um, I caught I caught only the first episode of um, the new show, The Gifted. Okay. The new X-Men show. It's actually not bad. It's on FX, so it can actually be pretty dark. Mm-hmm. So, like, it starts off where um, these kids, they find that, you know, they find out that they have mutant powers. Well, the older sister already knew, so mm-hmm. she already knew how to handle it. But the little brother was bullied, and then that's when, you, I don't know if you guys saw the commercial, where the little mm-hmm. kid's screaming in the, in the showers after being bullied, and mm-hmm. he's bending... Um, like the pipe, he's bending the pipes and all that. Yeah, yeah. That well, that happens. That's when he like discovered that he has his powers, and then um, their father just happened to work for um, I forget the I forget the name of it, but it's basically like the FBI for mutants. Okay. So they was tracking him down, but that once they find once he realizes, oh my god, my kids have powers. My kids are mutants now. Mm-hmm. I gotta try to save my kids. So then he tries to seek refuge from another group of mutants. This is, how, I guess, this happens like long after, um, like the X Men crazy timeline, because like they're saying that the Brotherhood and the X Men just doesn't exist anymore. Okay. So, um, yeah. So he has to try to like seek refuge from them to try to save his family. Um, there's already been about what two, like three, four episodes in. Yeah. So eventually, I'll get back into it. Okay. I plan on it. All right. So then, and then also on Sunday, I have had to help my father move 
a whole bunch of junk because he's pretty much of a hoarder. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has a PS2. <laughs> okay. So I actually stole a couple of old school gems. Uh, <laughs> Onimusha. Uh, that's a good one. This is actually my first PS2 game. Oh, wow. Yeah, uh, Tekken Tag. As y'all know, I'm a Tekken head. Mm-hmm. NBA Street, probably one of the, my favorite soundtracks ever. Mm-hmm. Street Volume 2. Yep. And then, of course, SmackDown, Shut Your Mouth. Oh, so good. <laughs> so, have you played any yet? No, I haven't. I got to, like, find controllers and stuff. Yeah. Oh, so it didn't, he didn't have controllers? He just no. had the system? No, he just had, like, the system, mm-hmm. and that's it, in the games. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I got to go to, like, Almost Toy Vault or something. I know they got it. Yeah. For sure. And then, um, actually, we'll get into this. That's pretty much me. We'll get into the next thing after what you've been up to. Yeah. Um, before I was gonna say real quick the Onimusha series, um, Part Three is the best game in the series. I, have, I actually played and finished all three games in That's there. That's the uh, Part One was the only one I played. Yeah, but Part Three is actually it has a it also co-stars John Renault who was in the Professional Leon. Oh. Yeah, and you can actually play as him too. So it's like a time traveling story. Oh, that's dope. Yeah, it's a really they need good. Need to re-release game. that. Yeah, they should should remaster the whole thing. Um, as for me, um, I've been uh, catching up with some movies, um, and yes, I went to my local library. Have do, Have you gotten a library card call? They still exist. Jesus Christ! <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I know libraries still exist. I just I can't even remember the last time I've been to a library. See this 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 this, this, this is a goddamn shame right here, man. What? I we mean, got Amazon now, but you. <laughs> Talk to him, man. Before we start, you just said you hated Amazon. I never said I hated Amazon. I just said I still like to go to the store. So the library is kind of like that. Like you just go to the library and you can like check things out for free and it's a lot available to you. No, I know that. Mm -hmm. I just haven't gone to the library. You prefer Amazon to the library. (laughs) I just haven't gone to the library. Mm. Sorry. Support your local libraries, people. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah. and it, this is why we were. This is why we were frenemies. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. As as for me, yes, I went to the library mm-hmm. and I uh, and I watched a an underrated uh, Western horror film uh, just yesterday. I just oh. just returned it. It stars Kurt Russell and it's called Bone Tomahawk. Oh, well, I just watched that. Well, not recently, but I want to say like a year ago we watched that. What did you think? I thought it was great. Yeah, it's good, right? Yeah. I have to say, I didn't uh, rent it from the library. I think I watched it on streaming, but mm-hmm. I don't know. You can't really go wrong with Kurt Russell, but I thought that was really good, like way better than I expected. Yeah. And I'd never heard of it before. I just kind of like happened upon it. I don't know. Were you seeking it out or? I was because I heard, I heard a a, a bit about it because I was looking up like horror films, like new notable horror films, and mm-hmm. that one came up. So yeah. I was like, huh, I'll check it out. Yeah, not bad. That's yeah. a good find, especially with the library. John Aponix yeah. co-signing with you guys, by the way. <laughs> oh, th- thank you, John. Uh, yeah, th- yeah, that movie was a real treat, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, it was it's like a, it's like a slow burn, but like yes, that's yeah, but <laughs> that's a perfect way to phrase it. Yeah, but but the end, but when it gets to its uh, third and final act, holy shit! Like it goes down. Like the whole film. Um, it's a uh, Kurt Russell. He plays this old sheriff who uh, he's in a small town called Bright Hope, and he has to go uh, rescue uh, the wife of this uh, of this guy who who's been ad- been abducted. Him and his uh, other uh, deputy. So. So it's Kurt Russell and his other deputy, played by Richard Jenkins, who's kind of like this mm-hmm. older older gentleman who's kind of a bit of a bit 
bit of an airhead, but you know he means well. Um, and Patrick Wilson, who's uh, who's a the husband of the woman who's kidnapped, who's a physician, and he's dealing with a bum leg. And uh, and Matthew Fox is in it too. He mm-hmm. plays like this slick talking, well dressed uh, scoundrel, and um, and and slash gunslinger. And so they're traveling from their town to all across the the plains to track down track down his the the woman. And uh, it turns out that turns out that the that the kidnappers happen to be this tr- this savage tribe of cannibals, and. It 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 go it goes down. You see some shit. Mm-hmm. Woo! <laughs> it's like it comes out of nowhere because it, it is. Does. It's a slow burn. You're like, what the? All right, mm-hmm. all right. This is good. And then yeah, shit yeah. hits the fan. It gets real, Carl. It it, it, do- see it. it does. Like oh man, th- this th- it it will haunt me forever. The visuals that I've seen, <laughs> so but cute. but I absolutely recommend this film because the film is well directed and it has some mm-hmm. has some great dialogue too like oh, for sure like the the little the banter between all the characters some some great turns of phrases here and there i really liked it it was on netflix for a while but for mm-hmm. some reason they took it down but i highly recommend for other content that's usually why they do that yeah but i, I think mm-hmm. they should have left it on there so bone tomahawk that's mm-hmm. one i absolutely recommend I co-sign. yep mm-hmm. if you have the stomach for it yeah congo yeah. just recommended um Big Mouth on Netflix. Big Mouth. Hmm. Let me write that down. Big Mouth. I don't think I've seen that. Is that like a I've horror film? No, it's definitely not a horror film. <laughs> hmm. All right. Well, I will. I will do more research on that. So I watched that, and I've also been on a John Carpenter kick. So I actually went to Best Buy. And I picked up three Blu-ray Steelbook editions of his. Of course, there you go. The of his fanciest films. of packaging. Yep. Uh, uh. So I picked up uh, these three here. I picked up Escape from New York with Kurt Russell. Of course. Uh, oh, which, that's pretty. This is a, a great film. You can you guys can take a look at that. Thank um, you. The Fog, which is his uh, 1980 horror classic, and of course, They Live with Roddy Piper and <laughs> so Keith good. David. This. <laughs> This is the shit. I it's love this Why is that sound familiar? I was really drawing a blank. I'm like, why does they yeah. live sound familiar? Why does it? Yeah. Uh, those. <laughs> yo, yo, they, you've seen They Live, right? When I was a kid. Oh, man. It's, it's still... I think I watched a lot of movies as a kid. Yeah. Him it... and my cousin, him, yeah, him and my cousin Kenny, they watched a lot of movies. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, like, it still holds up. They Live, or Roddy Piper and Keith David. Especially. Really? Oh, yeah, it still holds up. Like, the whole movie, sure. for those who don't know... Uh, it's about uh, Roddy Piper who stumbles upon this um, these this pair of sunglasses. He puts them on and he realizes that uh, many politicians are actually aliens, and they're con- convincing people to obey and consume mindlessly, be sheep. And uh, it's it's still a great film. And what I also what I really liked about it is that there's that the centerpiece of of They Live is that five and a half minute. F- uh, street fight between Roddy Piper and mm-hmm. Keith David. It just goes on and yeah. on. <laughs> and I, and I, was wa- I was watching, I was like, God damn, when's it going to end? But it was it was so great and, and hilarious. Uh, South Park even spoofed it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, uh, They Live, recommend that. Uh, Escape from New York is a great one. Yeah, that's um, oh yeah. Um, I haven't seen the sequel, Escape from LA, but I heard that was kind of... Goofy? Yeah, kind of goofy. Yeah, kind of super goofy. Well, I mean, like yeah. I, I, I think it is. It's not. I, I recommend it. I like mm-hmm. both, um, but they're different. One is different from the other. Yeah. In the, I want to say, Escape from LA is just. I, I bet you that you have seen like, 
memes or heard things or seen things that you don't realize is from that movie, but it is from that movie. Hmm. Like from uh, from Escape. From yeah, Europe? from LA. I, and I will. Uh, I, I like. There are certain things and uh, scenes and characters in that particular film that are pretty iconic. That I'd be surprised if you, while watching it, you weren't like, "Oh yeah." Okay. I yeah. know. I know that guy. Or I've heard of this guy or that guy. Hmm. I think you'll like it, but it's different. Don't go in with super high expectations for like Criterion Collection type of uh, uh, drama, <laughs> but it's fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. I think Carl, Carl would like it too. Okay. Give it a whirl. You don't need to see the first one. Um, yeah. Uh, uh, well, Escape from LA? No. Yeah, no, you, you don't need to see, You can see them. Well, you can watch them independently. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah but, mm-hmm. but, but New York, from what I hear, is like the superior film. Yeah. Um, for, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If we're talking film, for sure. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, so I, I watched that and it's awesome and it and, and the plot is so ridiculous. It's like a video game plot, basically where um, yeah. New York is basically converted into this the ma- a maximum security prison, mm-hmm. and it's surrounded by a wall and and Kurt Russell is Snake Plissken and he has to rescue the president. It's it's it, 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 it's, 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 it's a B movie plot, but it's so enjoyable. It's mm-hmm. so much fun, and uh, the fog is a is a really cool horror film. Um, yeah. yeah, which uh, about this. Yeah, you know, about these ghosts uh, that of um, these uh, these these murderous ghosts that are basically haunting this uh, sleepy California town. So yeah, I've yeah been been watching these, and of course I also watched recently uh, Big Trouble in Little China, mm-hmm. which I actually watched for the first time, and I really love that movie. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, so you're becoming Kurt Russell's biggest fan. I am apparently. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think so. It sounds like you are. I mean, yeah, you yeah, did like Guardians of the Galaxy too, right? Well, no. Oh, yeah, I totally love that movie so much. I gave it a bad review, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, it's pretty much what I've been up to. Uh, just what, been on a, a John John Carpenter kick. Um, we'll we'll mention him a bit more when we talk about the news headlines. Yeah. But yeah, that's pretty much me. So well, there is well, one thing that we both checked out. Oh yeah, the Deaf Comedy Jam twenty five. Oh on yes, Netflix. yes. Man, that was hilarious. It, well, I enjoyed uh, I enjoyed it all. Well, here's the thing. Like, well, we'll we'll get to the centerpiece of that in just a moment. Um, when I was watching Deaf Comedy Jam 25, um, I thought it was gonna be like a series of like uh, extended like stand-ups from mm-hmm. from the from the artists that were on there. Yeah. But it was more like a kind of came off as like a self-congratulatory type event oh. where you had we had like the like past comedians who were on the show come mm-hmm. out and they you know they gave you know big ups and praise to like uh their their influences and whatnot mm-hmm. people who helped them on on the show and they just walked off walked off stage and that was it no, that was, was like, i mean they did con- they did you know little comedy bits and stuff but they, it was basically telling this their comedy bits were telling the story of deaf mm-hmm. comedy jam and deaf comedy jam was like that was what that was the shit growing up yeah. Like I didn't have cable, so like I would hang out at like my cousin Bonnie's house and stuff, and they had it on, and mm-hmm. you would hope we would hope and pray to God that we would stay there, like because it came on like late night on Fridays, mm-hmm. and we would just hope and pray that they would stay on, just so like we would just so we we would be able to watch it, mm-hmm. not really understanding the jokes, but it was just it was just, it was just hilarious, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And then it was just so crazy that like so many heavy hitters came from that show. Martin mm-hmm. Lawrence was the host. Yeah. Um, Chris Tucker, Steve Harvey, Sydney Entertainer, Bernie Mac, you mm-hmm. know, his famous I ain't scared of you motherfuckers. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, like Adele Givens, like so many so whoever 
you name it, they were on that show. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't know that Tiffany Haddish got her start on. Yeah, the, on the yeah, second. Yeah, on the second run. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, Kevin Hart too, as well. Okay. Yeah. 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 So. So yeah, like oh, Dave Chappelle too. Oh, Chappelle. Oh, he was there, and oh my. God. Oh yeah, the 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 centerpiece of of Def, Def Comedy Jam twenty five was like a. Uh, uh, was a a, sequ- a sketch between uh, D.L. Hughley. That was improv. And it was it was improv because the whole thing oh. was like D.L. Hughley and Dave Chappelle. They were reading off the teleprompter, mm-hmm. and um, apparently uh, Dave Chappelle goofed one of his lines, he and then and then and then the music played really quickly, and it was like and, had, and he was like, "Stop, hold up, let me do it do it over," but then the whole sketch, the whole the whole bit was that Ch- Dave Chappelle was doing his best to avoid reading the teleprompter, so mm-hmm. it just kept yeah. going and going. <laughs> Oh my god, he was saying like they both of them they just went off and just started saying the most outlandish things ever. Mm-hmm. And like some I can't, you know, I can't really like say what he, especially what he said to Joe. Oh yeah, R and B singer Joe. Oh man, he's had such a good line. I I wish I could say it here, but uh but you you you'd have to see it. Yeah. Um uh, there were um like Oh, he even got the 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 production the production the producer rather uh, over the oh, loudspeaker yeah. to count down. It's like, hey, uh, can you count us count, count us down again so we can read this line? And they, and uh, and they were just and the producer was messing. With him. It was like, okay, okay, five, three, like, seven, <laughs> seven, and then um and they was like, all right, and then BL Hill was like, oh, just just calm, calm me down from one motherfucker. Just say <laughs> right. that. And then the producer was like, one motherfucker. <laughs> Um, yeah, everybody in the room was laughing. And so many like celebrities were there too. It's just um, like I thought it was great. I thought it was great. When was that you know filmed? It had been filmed. It was filmed a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Probably like earlier this year. Yeah. Okay. Um, are you sure you don't want me to say the line? The what? what no, they you? want you to say it. They I want mean, you to say it. I'm just doing this <laughs> out of courtesy because we have a woman. We have a woman present. Well, I mean, the the joke is a little crass. I mean, I mean. You can say it. I want to hear it now. Okay, cool. Joe, he said, Joe, here, grab the mic and say, you can say something that doesn't have to do with getting pussy. <laughs> no, 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 like the, 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 the whole, the whole bit was like, they were trying to, they were trying to sing the, the black national anthem, mm-hmm. lift every voice and sing. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they were just bungling, bungling the line. So in the middle of singing, D.L. Hughley tosses the microphone to R&B singer Joe. And then Joe, he he wasn't gonna sing it. He just tossed the mic back. And then Dave Chappelle's like, "Joe, can't you sing about something that's not about pussy for once?" <laughs> that, okay, that was the line. Yeah, I was I was dying when he said that. Oh man, I, was I like, literally like I was I was in tears. Like I was drinking a beer, almost spit it out. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was oh man. Yeah, I had to watch it twice this weekend. Oh, you saw it twice. Yeah, I watched it Friday, and then uh, my roommate was. I was telling him like, "Yo, you gotta watch it. You gotta watch it." Mm. He eventually watched it, and I was like, you know, I just had to sit down and watch it with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I'll say, I'll say like, the D.L. Hughley Chappelle segment was oh, worth it was the definitely pri- a highlight. Yeah, it was definitely not. It's yeah. worth watching. And yeah. what did Kevin Hart do on that? He just did his. He wasn't there, stick. but he was talking about how much um, Def Comedy Jam meant to him. Mm-hmm. You know, because I was like where he got his start, and he was sure. he was talking about his memories and stuff. And then mm-hmm. as during the credits, he did a little skit where he was talking about how old. Russell Simmons and Stan Lathan were so mm-hmm. he was making like old jokes with him because Russell's got to be about sixty, I think. Uh just about maybe in his late fifties. Yeah, yeah. He's up there. Yeah, he looks younger than all of us. Yeah, the yoga works wonders for him. <laughs> <laughs> and, he's, and he's a vegan. Yeah. Oh. oh yeah, that'll do it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, Def Comedy Jam twenty five. Have to check that out. Yep. Please do. Yeah, have you have you seen any of the old Def Comedy Jam? Oh yeah, of episodes? course, of yeah. course. I just totally missed the boat on this one. Has it been on? Is it on Netflix? Or yeah, yeah. Just the spe- just the special. I wish they had oh. like all the old all the old episodes. On. Yeah, 
Yeah. I think it's on I like that like... Laugh Out Loud app. Okay. I come across it on my um, Facebook uh, timeline. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, there's so much of that content that I wish was just like readily available mm. to watch, especially like all like comedy from 80s, early 90s. Just couldn't, I don't know. It always puts me in a good mood. Oh, yeah. Having it to just yeah. like put it on, right? Like this it just will. reminds you of. Yes, well, the good times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I'm looking forward to watching this. I didn't even, I didn't even know, but now I know. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, how about you? How's things on your end? What have you been up to? Things are good. Uh, on Sunday, I decided to watch a couple of horror movies, get myself in the in the spirit. Um, I had gone on a really good run back in September, where I was like kind of running trains on horror movies from Netflix and Amazon. Amazon is a good selection. Hmm. Um, Carl, Carl would probably hate it because he hates Amazon. But I do not hate Amazon. <laughs> I used Amazon. I had to use Amazon. Like, it ago. makes everything accessible. He, uh, <laughs> but uh, a really good run, and but it ended on hmm. Sunday. Um, I watched uh, Cult of Chucky. Have you any interest in? in I, I came across it and I'm just like <laughs> yeah I, I haven't watched a Chucky movie in so long right yeah I mean there's 500 of them now but I had to give this one a whirl because I haven't hmm. seen well I saw kind of like so like one two and three the OG love those we'll talk about it mm-hmm. um and then after that there was like the weird the weird like goofy Chucky movies because it was like Child's Play and then that was like legit and then like the Chucky movies which are kind of a different animal. Yeah. Like Bride of Chucky and like Seed of Chucky I think was one. I think yep. I got through yeah. half of that. And then there was like that other I don't know if it was like oh, I forget what it was called but it was like the standalone Chucky movie that wasn't like related to the originals in any way or the weird offshoots. It was like this standalone I don't know. But that was critically acclaimed, I guess. I saw that. I, I watched like 40 minutes of it. Hmm. I don't know why I decided to watch Cult of Chucky like in its entirety, but I did. Mm-hmm. Uh, my boyfriend has never seen any Child's Play movie, which is sad that this was the first one that he saw. Uh, not to say that it was terrible. Like you have to go into it watch or with a, a certain mindset. Like it's not necessarily going to be all that scary or brilliant, but it was fun and kind of entertaining. And I had watched it, but I think like some, I don't know, some, another podcast that I listened to kind of hyped it up as being like pretty interesting and entertaining to watch. And it has some of the original actors from the original film films. Mm -hmm. Um, So I don't know if I would say to definitely watch it. I think if you're a fan of the movies, it's, worth it just to I don't know you got a little cousin who loves Chucky knock it out well I used to when He's I six when I so I was, loved him when he was three you know what's crazy <laughs> is I never really like understood how inappropriate certain movies were when I was a kid like that I was watching them until I had nieces and nephews because I'll like look at my niece and nephews I'm like oh you're like three four two and I remember mm-hmm. being their age and watching Child's Play like I have a very vivid mm-hmm. memory of the first time I ever saw Child's Play three and I must have been so young because I was watching it with my mom who never cared what we watched like she never oh, dictated awesome. yeah she was just kind of like whatever like you know not to stab people or, or <laughs> my, do anything my crazy mom, my mom was kind of like that like mm. very just loose and i remember we were watching it on tv and we had to go to church so she like got a uh like a tape and like recorded the rest of child's play three for us to watch when we got back from church but like if i was living at home and watching child's play with my mom and going mm. to church i was young like i was really really young probably 
I don't know, like five or six. So mm-hmm. it's just kind of, so it makes sense that your nephew, is it your, yeah. ne- your, your cousin? cousin? Yeah. Your cousin would would be into it because oh, he just lo- he loves our, he, like he's three years old mm-hmm. and one of his favorite movies is The Conjuring. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I think it like resonates with kids for some reason. I, I it, mean, it resonated with me. Yeah, like he gets scared. Like he'll watch it. He'll get scared that one time, mm-hmm. and then he'll want he'll want to watch it over and over again. Yeah, like we so used uh, this is probably bad. This is probably bad. I'm I'm not saying nobody's name so nobody can report us. But as like a disciplinary tactic, we bought the Eric Rowan mask. Oh no! Actually, I bought I bought it. <laughs> nice. To like scare it scared the one time it scared him like the first few times. I mean, they were in tears. That's oh. amazing. Oh, after that, he just get he and his sister. He's a twin. His sister scared of everything, everything. Mm-hmm. So he would just go up to her. You got the whole. Oh, <laughs> And yeah, he just got he just got he got used to it. He ended up he liked it. Yeah, yeah, it's so fun. I just loved being scared when I was a kid. And I but the thing is, like, I would get really scared. Like I wasn't just like fun. Like you watch the movie and then it's done. And you don't think about it. Like I still have a pretty uh, real fear of dolls. Oh, really? I, actually, I, that's actually like a a pretty common pho- phobia. like phobia, right? So. Hmm. I mean, for me, it's not. I don't wouldn't say it's like a phobia where like I, I can see a doll and be okay. I'm not gonna like lose my shit, but I, I just don't like them. And it was just I don't know. My mom is like some kind of I don't know. She's an interesting personality because she knew that I was really scared of dolls and then bought me that um, you know those dolls that were like not like Chucky but very sim- like my kid's sister or like mm-hmm. my little brother, like oh, Raggedy little, Ann and stuff. My little buddy. Yes, yeah, like yeah. my little buddy. Yes, mm-hmm. yes. So the girl version of that. So I think it was my kid's sister or something like that. And she bought that for me. And it like creeped the hell out of me. And I like, I was like, I can't do it. And I would put it in the closet and then be so afraid that I'd wake up and the closet would open. Um, (laughs) But continued to watch those movies because I liked being scared and remain scared from those movies. But so I watched that. And I also watched that movie, The Boy. Mm -hmm. Have you seen that, Vic? I have not. Yeah, I don't know. So Maggie from Walking Dead, I forget the actress's name. She's in Uh, that. Hmm. Um, Lauren Graham, I want to say. No, yeah, Lauren. I don't know. know Yeah, look it up. Yeah, yep. She's in it. She's the main. And so, like, the whole uh, story is she goes to this, uh, like, an older couple's home to kind Mm. of nanny for them. And their child. Lauren Cohen. Cohen, okay. So, yes, Lauren. She is in the film. And so she goes to uh, this house. It's like a castle. These people are well off they mm-hmm. have this child um or had this child she doesn't realize until she gets there that the child is dead and that what they've been taking care of is uh just like a porcelain doll mm. named brahms which is like, just like so fucking funny to me that his name is brahms and i thought for a really long time that that's what the movie was called when i was like searching for it. i'm like why is brahms not coming up but it's the boy mm. um if you're interested and she goes and uh has to take care of this doll because that's the the rules and the parents don't um like it's never mentioned that he's a doll but there's like a kind of like a groundskeeper that she interacts with and they kind of have like a conversation about this doll and uh why they take care of it all and what happened to their son 
uh, to kind of force this type of odd uh, situation. Mm-hmm. I don't want to spoil anything in case you want to see it because it does have like a surprise ending. Uh, it wasn't bad. I mean, I don't really have super high expectations when it comes to horror movies. I, I mean, like I like them. Mm-hmm. But it's like it feels like you've seen them all. It's like sometimes. So when I see one that's really, really good, I'm like, that is the best. Like this, that's why I love horror movies because like sometimes you can see shit and it's like, wow, that's like fucking awesome. Like let the right one in. Like that's mm-hmm. like amazing. Like oh my god. Like why haven't I seen this a million times? Like it's just so good. And then you see kind of like your run of the mill quintessential cult of Chucky, which is like goofy. And I really like B horror. Like that's kind of my. Uh, wheelhouse for a lot of horror. I think a lot of uh, movies that come out now are not intentionally be horror movies, but kind of mm-hmm. end up being so. I yep. think Called of Chucky is supposed to kind of be in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, watch The Boy. I watch those back to back, looking for something kind of scary. Yeah, it wasn't mm-hmm. good. Good, not great. Entertaining. Okay. It didn't feel like a complete waste of time. It wasn't something amazing. It wasn't like seeing and looking at all of these time. movies here it wasn't, like, <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't like seeing the others for the first time which is like my favorite mm. my top probably in my top five. Oh, okay yeah for sure nice yeah we will we will definitely get into that more yeah, i can't wait all right so the boy i will the boy yeah if you want to it's not it's not a complete waste of time is mm-hmm. my review all right for that mm-hmm. all right I'll, I'll see it if i'm like exceptionally bored i suppose <laughs> yeah <laughs> Nice. Put on your long list of movies. Yeah. Yeah, it's always ever growing. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Plus, you know, he's not even halfway yet, and he keeps adding on. I know. Right? I mean, yeah, and plus, like, uh, plus by the end of the year, I'll have my list of favorite films, like I always do. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, um, getting into the uh, yeah. news and headlines this week. On uh, one, I one the first of which I know you have some words on. I'm, I'm sure, Angela. Oh, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Neville mm-hmm. has reportedly quit the WWE. Yeah. Uh, the Wrestling Observer Newsletter uh, reported last week that Neville walked out of mo- last Monday night's Raw show in Indianapolis, Indiana, upon learning that he was booked to lose to WWE Cruiserweight Champion Enzo Amore in, an, in a non-title Lumberjack match. Uh, this led to Vince McMahon uh, changing plans to Kalisto winning the title from Amore instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, however, uh, Pro Wrestling Insider reported that Neville was never backstage, at last week's Raw show, but plans changed when it became clear that he would not show up. Uh, One reason why Neville walked out is because of his match with Austin Aries being left off of the WrestleMania 33 Blu-ray and DVD, uh, which means that he would receive no royalties whatsoever uh, from the event. Uh, WWE is denying denying reports that that Neville quit. Although he is still under contract as of now, his status is currently up in the air. And... Lastly, uh, Pro Wrestling Insider also reports that the plan for Enzo Amore right now is for him to win back the Cruiserweight Championship at the October 22nd TLC pay-per-view. Yeah, why not? Yeah. So, Neville quit. Neville uh, allegedly quitting. Um, I got to say, first off, it, I mean, it's, it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It does. But, it uh, really sucks. Yeah. But um, what can I say? I, I don't blame him. No I way. And I was thinking like a year ago when he was like putting a bunch of cruiserweights over. Not and because he beat well, them all. Beat, but was wrestling them. Like I feel yeah. like he, there, 
it wasn't like he was just wrestling like the top guys. Like he was wrestling like just kind of like randos, like people you'd see in a dark match. And I kind of right. respected that. Like I was appreciative of him uh, doing the damn thing and really just like not saying no to anything, not really having that like ego, not being stuck up about it. And he could be because he's so goddamn good. He's mm-hmm. so athletic. Uh, he knows the business. He's been in the business. He really, I, I don't know. I feel like in NXT, he was one of their top guys and then came on the main roster and they just had no fucking clue what to do with him. Yeah. Which is sad because he is so good. And I, I mean, his character's whole persona. I mean, I feel like the, I don't know. I feel like fans liked it. I don't think anyone was bored with him. I wasn't bored. I wasn't bored with it, but I did want it. But I felt like his title run was just a little too long for me. Yeah. It, I, I, so I, I did I want, I, there's like other cruiser. Like I love the cruiserweight division. Oh, it's the I, best. Like, so I really, I, yeah, I, but I did want. I do want to see other people with the belt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I mean, I feel like him being left off of pay per views was so ridiculous to me. Like they're trying to, you know, I know they gave him their own show, but like you're gonna leave the guy off of pay per view or put him in the pre show? Like that was this past WrestleMania, right, where they were in the yeah. pre show. I remember like driving to my friend's house to watch it. And I get there, and I'm like, where's the Neville show? Like, it already, it already happened. Like, Neville, mm-hmm. he, he's gone. Like, it was in an instant. And that sucks, because really wanted to see him wrestle. Like, I really think that he deserved to be part of the main show. And I forget, like, there was another match. There was something I thought was okay, but, like, there was another match I thought could have definitely been in the in the Probably him show. with Akira Tozawa? I, I mean... <sighs> Cause I remember, I remember that show being that match being pushed to, to the um to the pre-show. I just don't remember exactly which pay-per-view, but I, it might have been SummerSlam. That's what I'm thinking oh, too. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I don't know, but the reason, like, I think that I literally had a nightmare about Enzo Amore the other night. <laughs> like, I'm not even joking. I woke up. I'm like, I'm pretty sure I just had a, like a 12 minute long nightmare about Enzo. Um, because I think he's just so, and this is my opinion. Now I'm not going to like say that I always hated Enzo more because I didn't. I really liked his whole gimmick and shtick, especially with Big Cass in the beginning. I thought it was funny. Not going to say I wasn't amused because I was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought it was good when they broke up. I thought Enzo, like that whole uh, segment was really well done, I thought. Mm-hmm. But like the guy can't wrestle. He doesn't wrestle. He just talks. Everybody, mm-hmm. you... Wild Man Congo literally just said that about a couple of minutes ago. That he doesn't wrestle? No, he should never wrestle. He should mm-hmm. never wrestle, which I thought was funny because he was on Mick Foley's show on network, like yeah. talking to uh, his daughter about like wrestling. And I was like, you are not the dude to be talking to anyone about wrestling because you don't wrestle. Like you, you run your mouth mm-hmm. and it's fine. And there are a lot of people that can get away with that. But like the the shtick is like too much now. Like it's not so good that it makes up for the fact that he cannot wrestle at all or that he even like deserves a title run or uh any type of belt because i don't think that he does and i don't think i think i don't know i feel like cows never won the tag titles no no they sucked and they lost all the time and it was just kind of like their their gimmick is what made them so popular and like kept them going but like vince loves that shit Mm. and that's why like neville like quits you know because he doesn't get his due and this thing about the royalties is insane but that sounds right like They'd leave him off and went off to pay him. But then Enzo Amore? Like, yeah, I, I just, yeah. I don't know. I No words. Many words, but, <laughs> but none, really. 
yeah. do it justice. I mean, he'll yeah. do just fine. Jericho was in a in an interview recently, and he was saying that he'll do just fine. Like, look at Cody Rhodes. Like, he's doing very oh, well. Oh, for sure. Mm. I know. It's I a mean, super Neville. good move. I mean, like, going on the independent circuit, uh, you really can't go wrong, especially because if you're so underutilized and you're not really making the dough that you should be making, you can mm. do just as well. I mean, Cody Rhodes is, like, the king of the, like, the indie circuit now. I mean, yeah. so... Yeah. yeah, he'll be fine. He'll be better than fine. It just sucks you don't get to see him. Yeah, that's true. As much. Yeah, and and also too, like with with Neville. I mean, I could I, I, for him, I could I get the sense that he sees the writing on the wall because like he oh, should be sure. like he should be pushed like to at least a mid card like Intercontinental or U.S. Championship. Which is where he was. He was yeah. a inform- he is a former Intercontinental champion. Yeah. No, he's not. Neville never won the Intercontinental title. I'm pretty sure he did. He never did. I think that he always just stayed. In his lane, which was the wrong approach, I yeah. think. Yeah, like, I don't remember him doing more than no, like like his highest division. No, like his highest achievement uh, was uh, the NXT Championship, where he had the longest reign, and then Finn Balor broke his record. Yeah, that's right. And and now with um, now with Neville, you know, on his way out, it's like it makes the cruiserweight division less enjoyable than it already is. Not because of the talents, but because of how poorly they've they've been booked. The book, yeah, yeah, and. And and the fact that they're planning on Enzo Amore getting the title back makes that division and that title even even more meaningless than it, than it already is. I mean, like Kalisto, am I seven years old? Like I, <laughs> I, I saw, I was like, oh my god, like he's like, not, and he's great, but like, who cares? Like I feel like they need like new blood, and they have it. They just don't know how to use it. And like Enzo mm-hmm. Amore winning back the cruiserweight title, for, why, why him? But like I feel like creative always does this they have the guy that they want to push they want to be like this huge thing mm-hmm. and we all have to suffer through it like i don't want to hear this guy like ever yeah. again i mean small amounts but like what the frick i mean i don't know i haven't seen i admittedly missed i think a few episodes of raw but i don't know it was like did Kalisto get this big like yeah. rejuvenation among raw or was it he just no, he was just like presented. Right, yeah, and yeah. Like, yeah, that that was the vibe that I got. They have like five hundred cruiserweights and don't know what to do with a single. But sure, let's bring out Kalisto from. Set, I want I want Cedric Alexander to win the belt. That would have been cool. Yeah, it would. Like him, he's one of you know he's one of my top three. TJP who's already had it. Said mm. mm-hmm. and Mustafa Ali. Yeah. Oh, I love him. Mm. Mustafa Ali is very talented. He's so yeah. good. And like I think that he's kind of in that zone right now where his matches are super choreographed. Like to the point where you can tell like he's doing yeah. his moves. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't mind it because it, it's it's cool to see. It's fun to see. It's what you don't see in other matches and what makes the cruiserweight division uh, like my absolute favorite because you see the athleticism. Mm-hmm. Like people who are like, oh, you know, like wrestling is fake and these people aren't real athletes and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. I feel like for me, the cruiserweight division totally it's just, see that. it's where you see it. Mm-hmm. And with Mustafa, my God, he's awesome. Yeah. He's so goddamn good. <laughs> he's really talented. So hopefully we see him get a push. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we will, not in the current, for it. the current state of things. Yeah. Listen, move 205 live to full sale on a Thursday night. That would be awesome. It, it would be so much better. That crowd would appreciate it I think so, so too. much more, mm-hmm. and they it would, they would be able to put on a better show. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. No full yeah. sale. That's like the perfect. Perfect for it. Mm-hmm. You've seen the Cruiserweight Classic. Yeah. Yeah, 
And you know, with the Cruiserweight Classic, like looking back, like I, w- I was disappointed that Kota Ibushi and, Z- sign, yeah. and Zack Sabre Jr. didn't sign. But looking back, I'm glad they didn't. They they dodged a mean bullet. Because yeah. uh, yeah. the thought of Kota Ibushi, who's one of the very best wrestlers in the world, wasting away on, in WWE television, that's that's a slap in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's, really that's a punch is. in the face. Uh, yeah. Oof. So... Yeah, man. Um, hopefully, Neville will see uh, uh, greener pastures. Hopefully, he can, you know. Hopefully, things like change. Hopefully, they work something out and things change. Like, yeah. hopefully, this will be like okay. Um, maybe we need to pay more attention to this. Triple H, come on, you got influence. You know better. Nah, at the end of the day, the the buck always, always stops with Vince, Vince, no matter what. And he loves these like chuds. Like he loves guys like Enzo Amore, mm-hmm. the talkers, because they sell. Yeah. They no, sell like I people know. like even though everybody's sick of Enzo. I know. Once he gets on in my, he, so good. everybody's mm. buying that wig. Everybody's <laughs> buying <laughs> that leopard print shirt, and everybody still oh say, says that catchphrase. Yeah. And that Canadian tuxedo, we're going to be seeing more of that. Did you guys watch last night wearing like the denim on denim? Oh Jesus, I saw that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we're going to be seeing more of that. Great. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, so yeah, hope yeah, we, let's move on. Yeah. Hopefully, uh, yeah. Neville will find you in ROH or New Japan, which at wherever, yeah, yeah, and Neville will be just fine, yeah, yeah I think so too. Yep, good things to come. Oh, yeah, uh, other news here, uh, the Gambit movie finally gets a release date. Uh, 20th Century Fox's mm-hmm. Gambit film will be scheduled for February 14, 2019, Valentine's Day. Trying yeah. to trying to do another Deadpool. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't. I'm, I'm still waiting to be convinced about Channing Tatum. You don't like him? I, not as Gambit. Not as Gambit. Yeah. I don't, I don't see. I don't see Gambit. <sighs> but who would you pick? Like if it, if it wasn't I honestly, Tatum, honestly, I would I would have been okay with the guy who played. I forget his. I keep forgetting his name. The guy who played him in X Men Orange. Oh, Taylor Sorry. Kitsch. Yeah, just oh, yeah. better co- just better coaching, mm. you know, better acting coaching. More, you know, he can study for the role like yeah. on a level that Ryan Reynolds studied for Deadpool, mm-hmm. or the way that Josh Brolin is studying for Cable. Even though I did post an article that he, Josh Brolin was actually hesitant, oh. but then he like read the script and he was like, "Yeah, I'm done." He's I'm on in. Board, yeah. Mm. Mm. Yeah, so uh, it looks like uh, Fox, they're they're trying to replicate that February success like yeah. they had with Deadpool. I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be big. I think it will sell, everybody will go see it, but it's not going to match Deadpool. That's my prediction. My prediction, because I love Channing Tatum and literally everything that he does. Although I've never seen the Magic Mike movies, but like I literally, I love Channing Tatum so. I think he's like one of the most talented people we have going. In in like multi, he's like so multifaceted to me. Like he's awesome at comedy. He's pretty good at drama. Like I, th- mm-hmm. I'm I'm curious to see this uh, version of him, but it's huge. I don't know because like I feel like it's coming out in 2019. I feel like in the first X Men movie, I don't even know when the first X Men movie came out. What year was uh, that? 2000. 2000. Everybody's been wanting the Gambit movie since then. And I feel like every year there's always been rumors of the Gambit movie and this and that. And, you know, mm. we got glimpses of it here and there. So it's going to be pretty huge uh, nerd shoes to fill, I think. If But I think he can pull it off. Mm. And people love gore so much. Like, 
the movie's probably going to be like, what, two and a half, three hours long? <laughs> yeah, but is it going to be rated R? Is Gambit, would you consider Gambit a rated R character? If, if written. I think it could be. I don't yeah. see, I don't see why not. I think that uh, Deadpool being so successful and being rated, I feel like that they might continue to go in that direction. Hmm. People like that adult, the adult films. Yeah. John Aponik said Jupiter Ascending was uh, quote unquote awesome. <laughs> Thanks, Chad and Tatum. <laughs> oh, have you seen Jupiter Ascending? Mm-hmm. How was that, in your opinion? It was awesome. Is that like, genuinely awesome? <laughs> or like, genuinely awesome. <laughs> or sarcastically. No, yeah, no, sarcastically. But I mean, uh, aside from everyone has a, a slip, but it's kind of like one of those things where um, like maybe it'll be a cult classic one day. Hmm. Like uh, Cloud Atlas. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, or I can't think of it, but the movie that, the other movie that Taylor Kitsch did. Oh, John Carter. Yes, yeah. which is so good. I think it did like totally shitty in the box office, but yep. I loved it. I thought it was so awesome. You know, wasn't okay. he in that movie, The Covenant? The Covenant. Hmm. He might. Have, he might be. Because um. I OG know him from Friday Night Lights. Hmm. Oh, the television show or yep, the the okay. television show. Okay. Nice. Well, we will. We will find out. Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was. Okay, he was. That that movie wasn't bad if it had a bigger budget. Hmm. It's like you can tell, like towards the end of the movie, that they was running out of money, and all they were doing (laughs) is just like throwing like water balloons at each other. Mm -hmm. So I mean, I I think, but now I kind of want. (laughs) I actually had. I bought. I I I remember going to the movies because we just wanted to go to the movies that night, and I'm. Like, hey, let's go see the Covenant. Okay, yeah. and I actually picked it up on DVD because it was like two dollars in a box mm-hmm. <laughs> somewhere. So, like, I watched it. and I was like, it was, it was a good story, mm-hmm. but you can tell like they, it would have been a lot better if they had a better budget. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Fair. All right. And uh, other news here, some in the video game world. Uh, the ESRB does not consider loot boxes to be gambling. Uh, the Electronic Software Ratings Board, uh, the ESRB, stated, quote, uh, while there's an element of chance in these mechanics, the player is always guaranteed to receive in-game content, even if the player unfortunately receives something they don't want, unquote. Uh, games with real gambling automatically receive an adults-only rating, and while games with uh, simulated gambling uh, <laughs> applies to games in which players can simulate gambling without spending mm-hmm. real cash or currency. Mm-hmm. Uh, loot boxes and microtransactions uh, have increasingly been discussed in recent weeks with the controversial examples of Middle-Earth Shadow of War, uh, Star Wars Battlefront Two, and NBA 2K18, which is a really egregious one from what I've read. Um, loot boxes. Uh, I have, I have some. I have some words to say about that. Um, this whole notion, like so especially in Star Wars Battlefront Two, I think it's still in the beta stage. Um, basically, it's where where you you play you play different multiplayer matches, mm-hmm. like you know different groups, like you play as stormtroopers or rebels, and at the end of every match, you get you get a, you get a, a loot box which gives you like different like uh, cards or little perks that you can use to level your characters. Mm-hmm. But the way the way loot boxes are designed is that it, it sort of it sort of encourages gambling because while if you if you try to level up your character 
without spending any more money than you've already spent for the game, mm-hmm. then it's it's a slog. Like you have to spend literally hours upon hours upon hours just to mm-hmm. get to the elite players. Yeah. So where loot boxes come in is that if you spend, say, like forty or sixty more dollars on top of the sixty you spent for the game, you can easily buy your way into being the most powerful character or have the most powerful perks. It's like pay to win. Mm. And so I see with games like Battlefront Two and then also Middle Middle Earth, Shadow of War, and NBA 2K18, they're starting to use that kind of system with loot boxes and microtransactions where where it's forcing you to to, to buy perks to add, to get the full experience faster. Oh. And it's really ethically shitty. It's a shady thing to do. Yeah. One thing, this, this made me laugh, so I had to say this. Furman says, but going back to the Gambit movie, yeah. Gambit movie should be like a, 50, a superhero Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> what? Well, hmm. with Gambit and Rogue, I can yeah. see that. Hmm. Interesting. And then uh, Congo says, "What is Star Wars? Never heard of it." Uh, it's a Star Wars Congo. It's a it's a it's a low budget foreign indie indie flick series. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> but back but, to you. Back to what you were saying. But yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah. That seems fucked up. I don't really know much about that. But that's pretty bad <laughs> yeah. to me. It seems like a Black Mirror episode. Yeah. And how much? I mean. Everybody, <laughs> yes, everybody's here talking about Black Mirror. I've <laughs> never watched it, but um, get on it. Yeah, yeah. I never. I rarely, rarely like spend mo- like additional money on games, like mm-hmm. in-game yeah. content or whatever, like loot boxes or whatever. I rarely or any other DLCs. Mm-hmm. Like it has to be really worth it for me to just say, you know mm-hmm. what? And what's I the payoff? Get- like, what's the benefit? Why do people spend so much money? You just get the mm-hmm. full you added perks you get the full like you know victor said you get the full experience of the game mm-hmm. where it's that like sucks though. what yeah, if you're like, broke what <laughs> if you have no money you just want to get the full experience without all that mm. and and also and also too it's like by introducing that free to that well pay to win mechanic you're basically it's like the game is basically telling you it's not worth your time playing through the game normally right yeah. right yeah that's yeah that. and and also too, like, and and I'm sure Furman will will take umbrage with this. I know Overwatch popularized loot boxes more so oh, than yeah, any other game. So, so a lot of a lot of companies are using Overwatch's example and just like blowing it up to even more ethically dubious proportions. So thanks, Overwatch. <laughs> yeah. So um. So yeah, this uh video game industry has to get their act together because you know mm-hmm. if I spend sixty dollars on a game. That's the full experience. That's all, yeah, that's what I want to spend. That's what I want to spend. Yeah. Unless it's like really good DLC, like a like an extension. Yeah, that's why like cool. I notice a lot of games too, like they'll they'll have like special editions mm-hmm. that will cost extra. Like the Marvel vs. Capcom, they came with like figurines, very, very delicate figurines. Mm. Um I know that it had steel book cover steel book with it. So. Yeah. And it comes with all of the all the downloadable content, mm. all the DLC, so you wouldn't have to pay for it. Okay, mm-hmm. like, like a game of the year edition. Yeah, nice. So yeah, uh, so there's that. Uh, moving right along uh, with the horror films, uh, a new Halloween film is coming oh. out. Oh, and over in um, Fremen says Overwatch gives you the gives you tons of free loot boxes with the option to buy. Oh, okay, um. gotcha. Thank you, Fremen, for the clarification. <laughs> 
uh, a new Halloween film is in the works, and this one will ignore all of the sequels. Uh, horror filmmaker John Carpenter uh, says that the upcoming film will pick up after his original 1978 film starring Jamie Lee Curtis, who will also be starring in the new film. Uh, Carpenter will be an executive producer, and David Gordon Green will be directing the film, as well as writing the script with Danny McBride. Uh, Carpenter has also said that he may provide the score of the movie. Uh, the new Halloween flick comes out next year, October 19th. So, yeah, this is going to be a direct sequel to the original classic. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm actually really, really excited, especially mm. when I saw that David Gordon Green and Danny McBride were part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, they put out one of my favorite comedies ever, Pineapple Express. And this is like mm. a different, <laughs> totally like a different, uh, obviously, genre. Mm-hmm. But I was reading about it. And it's super encouraging that John Carpenter was like very on board with the script. Oh yeah, and like really loved. And he's he's scoring it right. Like he's gonna. Yeah, it, he may provide the score. He will. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> he will. And I, I mean, you can't do a Halloween movie well without Jamie Lee Curtis. So I think it's good. I think. Um, Didn't Jamie Lee Curtis retire from acting? No, she's still no, in she's it. She's still at oh, it. Yeah. Yeah, I know she was in um, Halloween Two. Mm-hmm. And also Halloween H two O with LL Cool J. <laughs> yeah, not not a bad one. Uh, yeah. And then Halloween Resurrection with Busta Rhymes, but uh, <laughs> oh yeah, God, yeah. There's been so many, so it's good that it's ignoring all of the sequels. Yeah, I yes. suppose. Yep. And <laughs> <laughs> okay. Framus says my quote unquote Halloween movie would be Victor showing up at my house at <laughs> showing up at my house at ten o'clock at night. <laughs> I can make it happen. <laughs> anyway, uh, there's also um, the. <laughs> um, also, if you go on YouTube, uh, you can check out the uh, Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's remix of the yeah, Halloween it's theme. It's really good. It is D- definitely, arguably creepier than the original, and that's saying something. Yeah, for sure. It's a good. Yeah. It's a good take on it. I also recommend mm-hmm. that theme. But I'm excited. John Carpenter is the man. I mean, like absolutely the king. So. Oh yeah. That'll that'll be good to see. I hate that we have to wait so long, but mm. I'll be here soon enough. Oh yes. Yeah. And also, uh, another news: Futurama is now available on Hulu. Yep. So I did yesterday. Nice. Oh, so yep. Okay. There's literally like I only have like one favorite episode. Like, I can sit and watch Futurama. Like if it's on mm. and there's nothing else on, I'm like yeah, oh, Futurama and just watch mm. it. I work overnight, so it's it's yeah. on. But um, the, the, my favorite part, my favorite like moment was when Bender revealed his la- his last name. Bender, his full name is Bender Bending Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> Rodriguez, wow. Yeah, I mean, I've watched a handful of episodes of Futurama, and I, I enjoyed it in his first run. Yeah, you know. I never like seek it out, but when it's on, because I feel like it's always <clears throat> on TV. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like toss it on the background. I'm making dinner or something. You yep. chuckle a few times. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but I never laughed so hysterically at that, <laughs> at that show until I saw that one part. Well, yeah, so uh, all you Hulu Hulu streamers, now's your chance. Mm, yes. Yep. Also, another news, uh, Ta-Nehisi Coates is going to be writing the Storm comic series for mm. Marvel. Uh, he's going to be uh, collaborating with uh, Gem and the Holograms illustrator, Jen Bartell. And there's no word on a release date for the Storm series. Looking forward to it because he's done good work on Black Panther. Yeah. Yeah, I'll put that. Yeah, I'm putting that one in my box. Oh, yeah, at Rock Hobo. <laughs> <laughs> Let me specify that. Yeah, um, how many, how many, uh, your your box must be overflowing at Rock Hobo's. No, 
No, I knocked a I I I knocked a lot of it down. I um I got all the rock I got all the hip hop covers that I had from over there, but there's mm. still like so much. I still got like over sixty I gotta get. Mm. Okay. I will get I will get all those. Cool. And there will be a code extra where I'm just like showing them off. Oh yeah. Looking forward to that. Uh also another comic news, uh the Marston family has denounced mm. the Professor Marston and the Wonder Woman film, which came out this weekend. Yeah. I wanted to get your thoughts on that. Did, yeah. did you see it? No, I haven't. Why haven't I, you? Uh, gonna, I, I, I feel know. it's like a moral conflict because I feel mm. so they're saying it's all a bunch of bullshit, right? Like the, yeah. the, it's just kind of like fantasy, like nothing no, in the actually, movie is legit. Yeah, but I yeah. actually did hear that like Wonder Woman was like inspired by like S&M and Dominatrix stuff. Like, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's interesting to see because it's like I, I'm curious, like I, I want to I'm curious to see it. But then I also feel like if it's just a bunch of bullshit yeah like <laughs> so way i can describe it then i don't really know what it does for yeah me. yeah I'm, I'm torn too because like it's gotten good reviews it has gotten wicked good reviews yeah. so good yeah but apparently um uh, christy marston who's the granddaughter of william moulton marston the creator mm-hmm. of wonder woman uh she tweeted saturday that quote uh this this film is not a true story it is based on someone's imagination not in, not in any way related to my family we completely reject any claims made in the film and in no way support this work of fiction and by the way the true story is much more interesting hmm. Hmm. but they didn't want to tell it apparently or maybe they were never approached yeah, apparently they were never approached, I believe. That's and crazy. I always wonder how stuff like this gets made. Like, who signs off on no one? You can just do it. Like, you can just mm. create a movie and not have the family involved in any way. But I always yeah. thought you did because, like, the whole, like, they've been wanting so to too. make, like, Jimi Hendrix movies for, like, ever. Like, the Richard Pryor movie yeah. has been in developmental hell for, like, 20 years. Right. Because of the, you know, mm-hmm. because of the family dispute and stuff. And everything, I think it's just. I think it has to do with like the, his their estates. Their estates, yeah. Mm. And then who over who who oversees it? Uh-huh. But I really, I mean, I saw the trailer and I thought it looked good. But now I, I don't know. I don't want to betray anyone. Yeah, <laughs> and and if the if the real story is much more interesting, like I heard that the the book, uh, the secret history of Wonder Woman, mm-hmm. I heard that one was excellent. Yeah, I did too. Yeah. So maybe we'll just do that. Yeah. Instead. And not give any. Uh, although I wonder how they preface it, like this movie. Like, there's something in the beginning that says that it's not from the family. It's it just only one way to find out. Yeah. And I would love. I would because I've seen the commercial many times. So I would love to hear what you have to say about that. Yeah. You too. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know, maybe we can give it a whirl. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Um, maybe not. Well, not this weekend, but maybe next week. Yeah. Um, but. But yeah, I mean, and plus, like, I know like different um, uh, bi- biopics, mm-hmm. uh, biopics like take creative licenses to different degrees. Sure. But some of them are like way off the mark, like that they're fictionalized. Like A Beautiful Mind yep. was a good example. Yeah. Uh, the Hurricane was heavily fictionalized. Yeah. yeah. Which which is too bad, but you know we will we will wait and see on this one. And this news here, oh Jesus! Uh, apparently, Don't get us sued if you keep saying that. <laughs> shout outs to Bill Burr. Uh, apparently, Beetlejuice Two, the project that will, that will never die, has oh been resurrected. <laughs> yeah. uh, Beetlejuice Two has been resurrected with a new writer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warner Brothers has hired screenwriter uh, Mike Vukadinovich, who worked on Marvel's Runaways on Hulu. Mm-hmm. Is that out? Uh, it's not out yet. It's coming out in a few weeks. Um, apparently, a uh, 
Vukadanovich will be writing the script for the long-rumored sequel to the 1988 Tim Burton, Michael Keaton, Winona Ryder film. And worth a shot. Worth worth a shot scene. Like, I love the original Beetlejuice. Right. Oh, it was fun. It's such a fun movie. It's yeah. a classic. Mm-hmm. And um, I love the cartoon growing up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's the best. <laughs> so, I mean... Sure, I'm gonna check it out. I mean, I heard also came across a rumor that there's gonna be a coming to America too. No, oh God, why? <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I see. I just feel like there are certain movies that are just so they, like, they should be left alone, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. like, I can't even picture going to America too. Yeah, like, <laughs> I don't want to even think about that. Like, mm. I can't, I can't imagine. This, it would probably the only thing that would make sense of. Akeem and Lisa's son yeah. do the same thing, right? Yeah, like, and, and a lot of movies do that, ju- like that that thing. Like they just it's their kid or something. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. it's just kind of like the, uh, um, like when you guys were talking about Bill and Ted last week. Like it's children that maybe are gonna like drive the story just out of nowhere. But this, I can't even like picture. I don't even know what the story would be. Yeah, like this guy's that good of a writer that he can make this uh, make sense. Because I don't know, is Michael Keaton gonna be in it? He, when I read, I mean, there's been so much uh, just like drama surrounding this, like people on board, people not on board, rumors. I mean, I I'll believe it when I see it. Is Mm -hmm. kind of where I'm at with this. But I had read that Michael Keaton uh, was on board with it somehow. Like he was. Yeah, he's one of ahead. his like classic characters, you know, Beetlejuice, maybe Batman, he, Captain yeah. Jean. You know. Maybe mm-hmm. he misses, I don't know, playing him, but I just can't, I don't know, I can't picture yeah, it myself. Because yeah. yeah. I don't know, like, Tim Burton is just kind of, I don't know, like... Weird. I feel like I, 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 like, I love old Tim Burton. I love some of his newer films, some of them. Um, mm-hmm. I think like Big Eyes is probably the last one that I saw that I liked of his. Yeah. But he kind of like jumped the shark a little bit with his own aesthetic. And I'm just afraid that it would be too much of like contemporary Tim Burton and not what he was so, I don't know, what I loved uh, out of him, which was in the 80s, early 90s. Mm. Like, a, um, like a bit watered down, I suppose. Or just too much, like either watered down or like amped up into like, I mean, obviously Beetlejuice is kind of like a very kitschy movie. Like it's not, uh, you know, it has like its corniness factor, but I feel like sometimes he just does that now, Tim Burton in like such an amplified way mm-hmm. that I, I feel like he could just, he could ruin like the character, this awesome character that he created. And I just worry about that because I love that movie so much. Like I don't know anyone that hates Beetlejuice. Like, yeah. I don't know anyone who does. It's literally I, a perfect I, movie. I like Beetlejuice. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just checking. I'm just checking. We're just, no, I do too. And like, I, but you, I'm, you tend to hate popular I, things. <laughs> no, I don't. How long did it take you to watch a Fast and the Furious movie? I, I've been watching Fast and Furious. Well, like, okay, I watched the uh, Fast Five. Well, I watched the first one when it came out in theaters. Okay. Then I skipped all of them, and then we I were watched. In high school, everybody saw Fast. Yeah, but in, yeah. yeah, but in high school, you you don't know shit. But um. It, I, I watched Fast Five when it came out, well, on Blu-ray and Redbox, and I enjoyed it then. I, I thought it was a disposable action flick and nothing more, but it wasn't until we started the podcast that I got into all of them, and I said, hey, you know what? These are actually good for what they are, but they're still, yeah, they're still good. Been, yeah, you've been known to like, to like this, like a lot of like popular mainstream stuff. No, what do you speak? You sound like a hipster, man. Come on, man. I'm like, oh, you have, you are a bit of a hipster. I am why not. Why do you think I give? Whoa, you, think whoa, I give you hold, up, hold up, hold up. Listen, <laughs> listen now. 
Let it be known, Victor A. Omoyo is not a hipster. All right? I have hipster tendencies. Hipster tendencies. That's all I can say. Maybe like hipster tendencies. But, but I do too. I think I, do, I think I do as well with certain things. So it's not necessarily a bad thing. I mean. Not necessarily. How dare you? Anyway. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, um, I'm, I'm scared of it too. Yeah. I mean, hopefully it's, I mean, at least it's not Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. But, <laughs> but, <laughs> oh uh, but, oh, uh, yeah. That was the original, right? Beetlejuice goes Hawaiian. That's like what they originally wanted to do. Yeah. Congo said that you're a hipster. F you, Congo. <laughs> I think Congo would know. I don't know. Yeah. But anyway, um, Survivor Series. Make sure you're here for the show. Make sure you're here. <laughs> uh, uh, also, a uh, last bit of news here uh, before we get to some trailers. Uh, Thor Ragnarok is actually part one of a backdoor Hulk film trilogy for the MCU. Mm-hmm. Uh, so apparently, uh, Mark Ruffalo and uh, Mar- Mar- Marvel Studios president Kevin Feige, they have worked together to plan a three-movie arc for Bruce Banner slash Hulk, which will unfold in the next three MCU films the character appears in. So it'll be Ragnarok, followed by Avengers 3 and 4. Uh, Ruffalo explained that Feige asked him about his own ideas for the Hulk character, what he wanted to include. And uh, as they were talking, they both agreed to implement Ruffalo's and Feige's ideas in the, in the next three films. And the reason why they're doing this is because Universal Studios still retains the rights, the solo film rights to the Hulk character. Yeah. John Aponis says, spoilers, it will stink, but I mean... Well, I mean... I'm sure Justice League's gonna be just a... Big historic blockbuster. Oh yeah, or should we call it the Just Ass League? <laughs> John upon it. He's a he's a D, he's the super villain. Our D, he's a DC ap- apologist. Apologist. Um, yeah, uh, John Haponic. Um, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll be seeing you this weekend, my he friend. Really but, needs uh, to like come up here and be on the show. He should. He should. We will make it happen at some point. But we have I, to. I, I will say um, I was texting John earlier, and um, I was uh, we were talking a bit about uh, Marvel films, like wow. the latest ones. And uh, Spider-Man: Homecoming came out on Blu-ray this morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. And uh, I, I came across because I was at Target, I had to get some cleaning supplies, and I, I looked at it, and I was like, "You uh, wasn't gonna get it." I, I was like, "I was looking at it, and I was like, do I want this on my collection? Nah, I'm good." And wow. it's so weird because like. With the newer MCU films, mm-hmm. like after Civil War, like like Doctor Strange, Guardians Two, especially, and even Spider Man Homecoming, like w- I gave them good reviews, except Guardians Two, and I'm like, they're good films, they're enjoyable, mm-hmm. only once. Like I have no, compa- com- that, yeah, I don't feel compassion again. That too. Black Panther is gonna completely turn that around for you. I'm pretty even, sure. I'm pretty sure it is. Well, even. Yeah, Even then, well, you know what? Let's let's well since since we're on, since we're on a Marvel, okay, we'll get to the we'll get to the other trailers too. But let's get let's get to the Black Panther trailer which dropped. Yeah, um, I'm so amped up. I am, I get so I'm, yeah I'm showing up just dressed up like Akeem from Coming to America. Oh my gosh! <laughs> with with the, I got the Snapchat. I got the Snapchat ready. How many people are gonna show up to the theater wearing dashikis and whatnot? <laughs> oh, you seen the memes? Oh, I've seen them. Yeah. Um, have you seen the the Black Panther trailer? Uh, yes, I did. Yes. What did yes. you think? I think it looks excellent. I will not be wearing a dashiki <laughs> to see it, but uh, I, uh, I'm, I'm wicked excited. It looks so mm. good. I just I love that whole uh, 
aesthetic that the movie's taken on. And it just looks like it's going to be a good film. So, like, mm-hmm. not just your, uh, like, garden variety superhero film. I think it's going to be uh, legit. And the talent that they got for it is just unreal. Like, oh, yeah. It's, like, over-the-top good. So, yeah. I hope Afton's like, I am so ant. I'm God. Like, yeah, like, and she said, you're always in Target. Um, yeah, of course. Um, but, uh, you, you know, with Black Panther, I'm really looking, look, looking forward to it. Mm-hmm. I, I, what I really dig about it is that like, finally, like we're actually have like a, a big, a wide scale, major scale, like superhero film with predominantly black, black characters. Cast. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's why like so many people are, that's why we are so, we as a culture are so amped for it. Yeah. Cause they had, what was the last, what was the last time we had a movie like that? Media Man? Oh my gosh! Like, like the we've had like our our superhero films inclusive of Meteor Man, yeah. uh, Blank Man. Oh, <laughs> uh, okay, oh, and I love those two. I love those two those two movies for what it was back in the day. Yeah, like if I, I was to watch again, I'm like, yo, this shit is so stupid. I would yeah. I would look at it like how I look at Pootie Tang. Oh my gosh! Like Pootie Tang is such an awful movie that mm-hmm. is great. Oh, and Steel with Shaquille O'Neal. Remember that? <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay, that was a one-off for me. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't and Johnson, John it. just said it. Yeah, and um, like like the closest like good like uh, black superhero film was Blade. Well, the first two. Yeah, yeah, we can ignore. Sorry, that. Triple H. Yeah, Blade Trinity, we we can ignore. Yeah. Uh, but 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 like Mike Hancock. Uh, Hancock. But that was only one person. Oh, yeah, that yeah. was a, that was original with uh, Will Smith. Yeah, but but okay. my biggest but my biggest fear with Black Panther is that. It appears to follow the same MCU template, like in terms of like plot mm-hmm. and like the villain who's played by Michael B. Jordan, who's an awesome actor. Yeah. But you see, he got jacked. Oh, yeah, he's huge, huge, he's like cr- way bigger than he was in Creed. Mm. Yeah, for sure. But like, mm. but I, my my biggest fear is that like it's taking that same MCU template where the main villain mm-hmm. is not only going to be forgettable but also mm-hmm. just an evil clone of the hero. Yeah, I, th- yeah. No, I see where you get at because I saw in the trailer where he has his own Black Panther uh, uh, armor. Uh, armor. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I think it will still play. I, I think it will still play off. I think it will still be. It will still be rather enjoyable. I mean, I, oh, I have no. I, doubt. I really believe it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I just hope that it has replay value. You know, is what yeah. I'm saying. I think mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I, mean, I can still watch Doctor Strange. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fine. But I'm a Marvel guy. Yeah, but uh, but speaking of Marvel, another trailer dropped. Uh, the New oh, Mutants, yeah. uh, an X, a horror film set within the X Men universe, coming mm-hmm. out next April, April 13th, uh, starring Macy Williams, Anya Taylor Joy, who was in The Witch, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, so good. Charlie Heaton from Stranger Things. Uh, Alice Braga, Henry Zaga's Blue Hunt, and it's directed by Josh Boone, who did The Fault in Our Stars. Um, it's not the end of it. It's yeah. interesting who signs up, but that trailer looks awesome, I think. Oh, it does. It looks so good. It, yeah. I, it's just like, I was watching it, and I'm like, what is this? Uh, is this like independent? I, I like, forgot that it was an X-Men kind of like, movie. Like, it's in that universe because it yeah. just is completely different than anything I've ever really seen before out of a trailer. Like, it's legit... Seems like a standalone horror film, mm-hmm. which like I don't know that appeals to me because uh, yeah. I feel like some of X Men movies and Macy Williams is getting yeah Macy what? Williams is getting work oh yeah yeah Marwan Charlie's... this big ass Game of Thrones hiatus oh yeah oh yeah yeah we are all sad about that Jesus mm-hmm. 
Yeah, 2019. <laughs> really sad. But maybe yeah. this will be a good uh, intermediate. I'm excited to see her in something different. Oh, yeah. yeah. And Charlie, too. Like, he's obviously uh, uh, pretty, like, uh, up and coming. So it'll be interesting mm-hmm. to see him in something that's not Stranger Things. Oh, yeah, for sure. And like, it's, I, I, I think it's really cool that Fox is doing like interesting and different things with the X Men universe, like with Deadpool, Logan, now yeah. like the new. Mutants. I like. It. I think it works because yeah. I kind of like what were you, you were saying about Black Panther. What you're afraid of is just kind of like that formula and things getting tired and just yes, kind of dude. seeing the same movie over and over again. And I feel like I'm. I haven't really been super excited for like an X Men movie universe or whatever mm. in a really long time. Since yep. Deadpool. I mean, was you excited for Deadpool? Oh, wicked excited! Okay. No, for sure. And I, but that I mean, that's when did that, that that's been a, a minute. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with this. I'm excited to see it. I think it's just I don't know, like a breath of fresh air is what it seems. I mean, hopefully it doesn't mm-hmm. suck. But like by yeah. Yeah. judging by the trailer, I mean it really looks cool, like cool as hell. Oh yeah, yeah. So fingers crossed, I'll be there. Yeah, um, the fault in our stars. I mean, I can't say much. About that. It's just so the funny only thing I me. can say about that that movie is the song associated with it, the Boom Clap song by Charlie X. So oh, that, is it XCX? Is that something her? like that? Yeah, yeah. that's mm-hmm. uh, that's all I can tell you. Mm. Junkie XL. No, no, it's like yeah, it's like you Charlie love X. the fault oh. in our stars. You've seen that movie? I haven't. All I know is <laughs> all I know is the song from, and I just know I know that movie. movie from the trailer, and I think it was a book. Mm. Yeah, it yeah, was it a was. book because I remember one of my clients bought it. Yeah, but yep. I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. Yep, and uh, we also had another trailer here: uh, "Love Beats Rhymes," mm. starring Azalea Banks, directed by the RZA. No, when did was that? When was that filmed? Because I remember that she was working with. Riza, and then they had like a falling out, like a big falling out, like a year ago. Banks has a falling out with, with everyone, everybody. right? I know she like is problematic. So I feel like this was filmed a really, I don't know, like a couple years ago, a few years ago, because mm-hmm. they're definitely not on. I don't think they're even like on speaking terms. I don't know how they're gonna mm. push this film. Um, but I watched the trailer. I mean, it yeah. looks it, like, to me, it looks like it's gonna be just a you got served for poetry slamming. Yeah. It, yeah. Like you got served with a combination of eight mile. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I, I was yeah. like, uh, but they don't show her really like doing anything in the trailer that's worthwhile, like that to get you excited about it. Like mm-hmm. you don't really see her yeah. doing much. She's like spitting in class or whatever, and her teacher hates it. Yeah. But it's nice to see Jill Scott out of nowhere. Like I feel like I haven't seen her in a while. Mm-hmm. In common, why not? Yeah. But I don't know. It didn't really like speak to me, and I also can't stand Azalea Banks. So. Oh, oh! Wow. You ain't the only one. Yeah. I've never like heard her music. Honestly, the only thing I really I know her about is just like starting shit with everybody. Yes, yeah, mm. that's shit. all mm-hmm. I know about her. Yeah. yeah, so that's unfortunate. I don't know. Maybe this will be a, a turning point for. for her. <laughs> well, we shall see. Yeah, we'll see. And uh, last trailer here: uh, the independent art house film uh, Star Wars: The Last <laughs> Jedi. Yeah. Uh, enlighten me, enlighten me, which Victor. is a uh, which. Oh yeah, you're like at hating okay. Carl. Yeah, which well, I was never a hardcore Star Wars fan. Sure, like I, st- I just like I literally watched it for the sake of the podcast. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I got into it. I got into it, but like I said last week, like this trailer actually made me say I'm actually a bit excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. 
I, I watched the trailer. Um, I, I, of course, I will be seeing it. Uh, 50, 59 nice. Days Away, Friday, December 15th. You started the countdown, everybody. Um, did you buy tickets yet? Do you buy tickets in advance? Do you do that? Like, um, well, I did. I did buy tickets in advance for The Force Awakens. Oh, you seen yeah. his Facebook pictures? Yeah. Don't even lie. <laughs> he had. He stood right over there, had all his Star Wars stuff, moved his yeah. pictures and all that, and just <laughs> ticket in here, <hand>, just. <laughs> He's just playing it cool now. Yeah. You know, um I'm like like I'm 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 looking forward to this film, even mm-hmm. though um it, it does feel like they're taking they're repeating certain beats from The Empire Strikes Back with sure. the ATATs, a, a a white surfaced planet. Yes. Um uh the, the old mentor training the new the new rookie with Luke. Um, but it does seem to have some interesting, you know, some interesting of uh, unique bits mm-hmm. to it as, in terms of its plot. I mean, I have faith in Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Um, hopefully, uh, hopefully he was able to pr- provide something that's different and genuinely like earth shattering and unique. Um, I couldn't care less about any of the Star Wars spinoff films. Like that's uh, yeah, so y'all can have it. The new one called that is newly titled Solo. Just solo? Yeah, I posted it on our Instagram earlier today. Isn't that a Mario Van Peebles movie? Solo? I think so. Back in 90s? Yeah, but I it's called so, it's called so Yeah, but the Han Solo <laughs> spinoff is going to be called Solo, A Star Wars Story. Oh, okay. Yeah. You don't see it? Eh, I'm not going to see it. Um, only because... Yes, like you will. It, nah, because... Like, For the sake of the podcast, you will. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got the podcast. I mean... I, I just, I just, the, the reason why my, 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 okay, I see the the logo now. I, the reason why oh, oh. my, oh, my, <laughs> my enthusiasm is a bit muted for Star Wars, apart from the main films, like episodes eight and nine, mm-hmm. is because like Star Wars, I feel like it's more, it's 10 times more corporate than it, than it, than it was before. And that's saying a lot. Yeah. Um, like you see, you see Star Wars merchandise everywhere. You see mm-hmm. these films, you see, you got the TV shows and it's, and the, and the books too, mm-hmm. which are all canon now. And it's like, it's too much. It, it, um, it is a lot. Yeah. T- to keep up with everything. It's like, and I think that there is like an oversaturation factor, which kind of takes the specialness out of it or like the anticipation. Cause if you just get, you know, a Star Wars movie every, cause it used to be like years and years between films. Mm-hmm. Uh, and even between four, five, and six, and one, two, and three, I mean, like how many, a billion years. Like, you know, I don't think anyone uh, could have predicted, uh, I, I, I never thought those movies were going to happen. Yeah. But the oh, anticipation yeah. was so great. And I feel like now, I, I mean, I'm there's really, no anti- there's really no anti- no. anticipation because you know what's coming up. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm excited for it. I'm not a hater. I'll see. I'll see them. I'll definitely see the spinoffs. Um, but I just isn't Donald playing Lando? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Donald Glover. I love him, and mm-hmm. I think he's good. And I'm I'm curious to see him in, in a role like that. Mm. But I do think that because uh, I was reading, I'm always curious about what people have to say about uh, Star Wars, and I think a lot of people do think of it as. Like these movies are just kind of being created for uh, like Disney to like sell mm. shit for oh, toys yeah. and for merch and stuff like that. So it's not really as uh, yeah, it's like the corporate the or too corporate, yeah. too too commercial, too whatever. I mean, but it is yeah. now. Like Star Wars is everywhere. Like, yeah, they have their own like section at Disney World now. Yeah, so I mean, yep. I feel well, like I people are worried. I don't know if that can't that opened yet. No, probably in some form right now. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not super familiar. 
with anything. Yeah, like Disney. it's going to be <laughs> like a whole, it's like a whole like Star Wars section where it's mm-hmm. like their food, like you can drink like blue milk and like mm-hmm. everything that they were eating and drinking in the movie. Like mm. the hotel is, looks like, like the inside of the Death Star, maybe not exactly that, or mm-hmm. like one section looks like where um, Luke Skywalker grew up, and yeah. it's just basically like you're in the Star Wars world. Yeah, hmm. I mean I think that's cool. I think people are just worried about like the integrity of the story and like yeah. what what's like canon the... and what isn't canon. I mean I don't even really know at this point. I don't read the books. Hmm. Uh, there's just too much. Like you're right. <laughs> there's just so much going on. I don't know which way is up. John Apar yeah. said they need to make Ray turn to the dark side for a real surprise. Mm. Yeah. What do you think of um, Kylo Ren's like the way how they show him with those with all those scars and stuff? Oh, yeah. I thought, mm. well, like 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 him being all scarred up or yeah. like healed up. I I, th- I thought that was a, a cool visual. Yeah, like yeah. something to give yeah. him like it gave him that like he's really there. He's really yeah. in the dark side. Like mm-hmm. just with, like in episode like in episode seven where like. He reunites with Han Solo, and he's like, "Just when there's starting to be some hope, mm-hmm. kills him." Like, yeah, Ooh, you relentless bastard, mm-hmm. good shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But the I don't only think... way, the only time I can advocate for like killing somebody's pot. <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh my gosh, is when you want to see them turn. But yeah, I can. Yeah. I see what you're saying with that. Yeah. So uh, yeah, um, the trailer's out. It's got millions of hits on YouTube. I'll be I'll be in the theaters Friday, D- December fifteenth. 59 days away. I will be there. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I'll see it that weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. J- just see it that weekend. Um, so, yeah. Uh, that's it for all the news and headlines. Uh, let's get into... Ah, it was It was a jam-packed weekend. You know, The doctor was looking real jacked, baby. It's yeah. looking real jacked. Uh, Booker T. I know. Uh, um, <laughs> like, sure. But, uh, yeah, we got a bunch of... Since being, being that this is the month of October, we yes. have a bunch of horror films... Mm-hmm. Horror recommendations we want to bring out to the fore. Yeah, you, so, got two, uh, you got two Halloween bir- Halloween babies here. Yep. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, good stuff. Yes, yes, mm-hmm. indeed. So, uh, Angela, would you like to start us off with some horror recommendations? Sure, actually, and uh, Vic brought a lot of his stuff, which I love. Like, I was so impressed with this collection. I've never mm-hmm. seen this though. Oh yeah, that is a uh, Blood and Black Lace. Yeah. That's- uh, Cool. Yeah, it's a it's a it's a sixties uh, giallo film. It's a uh, Italian uh, horror oh, film. Oh, see, that's probably why I don't know. That's like my <laughs> <Yeah>. one. <laughs> I have, that's like I can't even pretend like I know anything about that. Yeah, it's a it's actually a, a slasher film, which actually uh, oh, it's actually one of the uh, prototypes for the slasher genre, and it inspired a bunch of uh, filmmakers like uh, Dario Argento, um, oh, Carpenter. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nice. Even uh, Martin Scorsese. Oh. I took some inspiration from it because he's big on Italian films. Yeah, and uh, this is a, this is a really cool one. It's a it's a it's about this like this 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 this, ho- ho- this like high fashion uh, house mm-hmm. with all these models, mm-hmm. and they're being murdered one by one by some crazy dude wearing a mask. He mm-hmm. kind of looks like Dark Man, black trench coat, hat, yeah. and everything. And uh, they're trying to figure out who's who's killing these women and why. Mm-hmm. And the film, like visually, it's stunning. Like uh, the the colors just really really pop. Awesome color saturation. It reminds me a lot of uh, Suspiria. Yeah, I was gonna ask if it was like that movie. Yeah, uh, and I'll get I'll get to that in a second, Carl. <laughs> <Okay>. um, <laughs> also, also like um, the 
the, the what's interesting is that even though it was an Italian film, mm-hmm. like it, the the dialogue was actually dubbed over in Italian. They actually filmed it in English. Really? So, oh. I, so I was, I was, because I was as I was watching, it, I noticed that like the lip movement didn't match the dialogue. Yeah. So I just watched it in English, and I was like, oh, this is this is normal. They just actually oh. acted performed in English. It was just all American actors and everything. So huh. yeah, I think that was the style for a lot of like popular Italian films back then, where they will hire like English speaking actors sure. and just like dub over their dialogue in Italian. So, but yeah, yeah, this is an awesome film, Blood and Black Lace. If you're in a mood for something twisted and gorgeous looking, here's your ticket. I um yeah, I'm curious to see that because I feel like uh, older, like you said, what 1960s. Yep. Italian. I feel like foreign horror is kind of uh, something I don't know too much about because when I watch this Suspiria. I, and so I had been seeking that movie out, like trying to find it. Cause I was like, it's been on every list mm-hmm. and I really want to give it a shot. Amazon has it properly. I watched it. Yeah. I, I think it was, <laughs> was on like Amazon. I think actually that is correct. Uh, and I think I, I need to see more in movies in that vein to get mm-hmm. like an appreciation. Cause I think my gut reaction when I put a movie in or on that's, like that yeah um like really bizarre and like the acting kind of throws me because it's so just like i don't even know how to describe like, over the top mm-hmm. um i my gut reaction is like i hate this like i remembered like texting you and i was like i don't know if i can make <laughs> it through but i was like i have to because i put it on and it's a classic and then i ended up getting into it so i'm, mm-hmm. I'm curious to see more movies that are kind of in that style mm. um yeah, just to like, round out the the wheelhouse. But mm. I love this, Vic. So good. <laughs> yes. Um, one, one thing. One thing though to add on our um, on our Facebook live feed. So yeah, Congo says. Hold up, this might like something happened. Let me scroll. So Congo said, "I got a mm-hmm. horror film. Mm-hmm. Watch Carl wrestle LMAO. Just kidding. Listen, I have potential back there. I, was <laughs> I really want to see that." <laughs> Oh, if somebody has footage of that, please upload it to YouTube. Oh, please, I'm Bob dying Be- Bob to Bob see Evans it. Has it. Nice. Our week star Bob Evans has it. Make it happen. Mm. Um, mm. I, I want to see it one time, and then I'll probably hate it. Um, <laughs> so then Furman says, I have a horror recommendation. Mm-hmm. Watch Victor on a Date, directed by Jacob Agave. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, Furman. Aww. That's real funny. Uh, I want to see both of those things, though. Yeah. <laughs> But but yes, uh, nice. they sure are. Ooh. Trick or treat. Yes. This. It took me a while to see this too because I couldn't find it. Have you seen this? No. Mm-mm. You're not super into the horror genre? No, I'm, I'm really not. I've watched some, but like I just really, I'm really not, especially for somebody who's a Halloween baby. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I know, right? Like I feel, maybe that's why. I never really <laughs> like put it together because I was born the day before Halloween. Mm. So I just always, I don't know, I gravitate toward... But this is great. So if you like, like, kind of, it's not really B-movie style. Mm-hmm. Like, funny. Kind of like that comedy horror. It's just, it's so good. And it, uh, I don't know. I love that you have this. Yeah. Like, I heard a lot about it. And it's like an anthology horror film. So it's like four stories. Yes, like, which is one. so old school yeah. to do. Like, I, I, I love that style. Because you get a bunch of different stories and they're all so good. But I think this is kind of like... At least for when did this come out? Uh, yeah, 2007. Was it 2007? Oh, yeah. so actually yeah, like way longer it. than I thought. But it's like a cult classic. It is. For sure. Like if you haven't seen Trick or Treat and you like horror movies, 
Yep, and uh, this is the way to go. Yeah, and uh, Dylan Baker's in it. He plays this uh, this uh, school principal who murders a trick or treater by yes. giving him he gives him he gives him like this poisoned uh, chocolate bar, and the and the kids are puking up yeah, gobs of yeah, blood. Yeah, yeah, it's gory. <laughs> but not like over this. And he buries him in the backyard. <laughs> yes. Oh man, oh, it's so great. It is really. I mean, it's just it's really really good, but it's not like super over the top violent or gory. It's like what you'd expect, I mm-hmm. think, for that oh, genre. I hope- Oh, for um, sure. But I'm super pumped about, so. Mm. I love The Descent so much. I was just talking about this movie the other day. Mm. Uh, I never saw this. There was a sequel, correct? I believe so, yeah. There was. That sounds like trash because yeah. this is like the, the world's most perfect horror movie. I saw this in the theater when it came out. Mm. And um, it's just so, it's like the exact kind of horror movie that I love where you don't really like see the like the monster really like mm-hmm. full throttle like you just kind of they build up the terror factor like they're afraid and you know why they're afraid and the elements in the movie and just like really claustrophobic and like people getting stuck because it's essentially a movie about uh women who go like cave diving essentially mm-hmm. like spelunking i think is the word correct yep. after like a trauma and the opening scene of this movie is so good and like haunts me, but so good. If you haven't seen it, uh, it'll get you, it'll get you in the mood quick. Mm. And they, they go on this kind of adventure. It's supposed to be really empowering and really uh, good for them. But then it just t- kind of turns to shit slowly, but surely, but it's like very well done. Like, mm. I feel like it's the timing of it is really good. There's no like cheap scares. Really. Uh, there's kind of like a, like a pop in pop out of, you know, there is like a, a like a monster in the movie. Uh, but it's not, I don't know. I just hate when you like see the monster and you see them for too long and they're so corny and they're so like the CGI is shit and it like takes you out of the movie. Mm-hmm. I feel like with the descent, it's, I don't know. It's all, all the parts are, are working. Like Cloverfield? Uh, which one? The first? The first one. Yeah. I really like the first Cloverfield. Seeing the, the monster at the end didn't really take me out of it too much. I mean, there are certain like, um... Oh, like that movie, I want to say it was called maybe Mama, where you like see the thing at the end. Do you mm. ever see that, Vic? Like it's like based off of a short, like a, like a two minute short film you mm-hmm. can watch on YouTube. Uh, if I'm, my sister and I saw it and we were like totally on board and really into it. But then at the end you see this like horrible CGI monster and it just takes you out of it because it's so corny and it's so ridiculous and the whole movie isn't in that vein. Mm. But then all of a sudden it is. and But with Descent, not like that at all. It's just so good. Uh, but it does like kind of fuck with you, I think. like At least that's the vibe that I got when I yeah. watched it. Yeah. Congo says, does Vampire in Brooklyn count as a horror movie? <laughs> yeah, why not? Is that with Eddie Murphy? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so I was like that whole slew <laughs> where Eddie Murphy just does like bad movies. It's so good. And then he would just hit you with a good one. Like he would make like the golden child. The golden child Okay, the Golden Child, Vampire in Brooklyn. Then he'll hit you with the Nutty Professor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh god, retro. <laughs> yeah, and and also too with the Descent, like it does remind me of um a a, a video game which is on the PS4, a horror video game called mm. Until Dawn. As, um, yeah, and it's and, and there are some some elements that 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 game takes from this movie, like the the sure. the main uh the main Wendigo uh, monster. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like like tall, gangly, all white, very scary looking. Yeah. Yeah, and also a cannibal. Um, it's yes. it's a it's also, I thought that was pretty pretty cool. You're like, and and the, plus, like, since they're in a cave, it's like so claustrophobic and there's like, yeah. 
And then there's the one part where she dives into this like whole pool of pulp-filled blood. Yeah. Ugh. It's really awesome. Yeah. And then she that gets... pretty much the scene right there on the cover? Yeah. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yep. And she gets stuck in that, like... Because the entire time, because they're obviously cave diving, you know that at some point, one of them is going to get stuck mm-hmm. while trying to, like, traverse narrow channels. And then yep. it happens. And the scene is so painful to experience because you don't really see much like it's a pretty dark scene mm-hmm. uh she's just trying to escape from or like get through and you're like she's gonna get stuck you she's gonna get stuck mm. and it's such a long scene like really you can feel it oh yeah and that's what i and i love about that movie is you can just really really feel it oh yeah yeah so check out the descent y'all check it out yeah vic you have all my favorites yes the best Oh. And I said about <laughs> all these, but I saw this movie in the theater with my father and it must have been in 2001 because we saw it when it came out. Oh. And this is like not only one of my favorite horror movies, it's just like one of my favorite films of oh. all time. The Others? So yes. good. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. The, the Others. Yeah. Um, with Nicole Kidman. Mm. Uh, so well done. She pretty much carries the entire movie. Uh, it's a, like a period. I forget what the, the year is that this takes place in. I don't even think they really mention like specifics her husband is in war i know mm-hmm. that he's in a war oh no it's a weinstein production but a good one yeah <laughs> really really great um oh and tom cruise was the executive producer on this yep he was see wasn't tom yeah. cruise and nicole Kidman married at that time yeah yeah wow i feel like it was like a million years ago but the others mm. is uh world war Two. for yeah yep. it is world war Two, correct so mm. not I wasn't like a super long time ago, so I guess more contemporary, although it doesn't feel like it because like mm. the whole uh, idea of the film is that this woman, her husband is in war and she's taking care of her kids who are like allergic to sunlight and she is uh, taking care of them in this house and the, you know, all the curtains are drawn. So it, the entire movie is just very dark and kind of bleak. I mean, there's no happiness or like positive outlook. She homeschools her kids. They never really go anywhere or do anything. She has a son and, and a daughter. That's and awful. It's like, mm. yeah, I mean, it's, and it actually one of the movie when it was uh, first coming out, like the trailers, they really hyped it up to have like, a surprise ending. And I totally thought the ending was a surprise. <laughs> like it didn't, mm. I didn't see it coming. Like I couldn't, and I, I, other movies since then have definitely, uh, adopted that type of surprise ending i think um mm-hmm. actually i've seen a couple that definitely were influenced by the others but I, I don't know i think that movie's scary like i think that it's it's really scary i think it and you don't see shit like you don't it like literally builds tension and and terror so well but you don't see anything like scary there's no monster it's like a total it's just like a very mindful uh kind of scare but it's one of my favorite movies acting's perfect mm-hmm. yep and it's very relies on atmosphere yes aesthetic yep. is great the atmosphere is awesome mm-hmm. nicole kidman's like one of the greatest actresses ever i think when it comes to just like tr- mm-hmm. i mean like just genre just so good at basically everything that's the name i haven't heard in a long time what was like the last movie she was in she was just in big little lies that show for oh. hbo yeah it, was- it won like a million emmys yeah, it's like oh. a mini series, right? Yeah, oh. and it's awesome. It's so good. I don't know if you'd like it, Carl, but it's really good. Yeah. It's really good. No, she. She so uncomfortable. But then no, she was she was just in that awful horror movie I saw. Oh, why the hell can't I think of it? Vic, it was awful. Vic, you know which one I'm talking about. It was like similar aesthetic to the others. It was mm-hmm. like very dark. Um, Elle Fanning was in it. 
Uh, it's actually so similar kind of to this. Hmm. It's during uh, the Civil War. Mm-hmm. And this like Nicole Kidman and all these younger girls that she's like taking care of in this house because like everyone's family and parents have gone, disbanded, been killed, whatever. And they've taken a soldier. It's Colin Farrell. Oh, the beguiled. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, the beguiled. Oh, have you you seen it? I did see it. I saw it when it came out because I was super excited because I I thought it would kind of be uh, maybe similar to the others. At least that's kind of how they. Uh, promoted it mm-hmm. i did not like it i was hmm. so bored oh. i'd wish that i i saw that and i was like oh i wish i had saw she's gonna be an aquaman the big sick who is nicole kidman oh oh what's she who's she playing she's playing queen atlanta okay all right atlanta i probably said it wrong i'll take it hmm. i think she's i think she's good and she's good. so she has been in stuff recently she's kind of yeah, a, she's still working Oh, yeah. yeah, hard. But that, yeah, that movie was bogus, I thought. And uh, I think everyone kind of felt the same way. The mm. others is much better. Okay. Don't see the beguiled. Gotcha. It's a waste of time. Yep. And this, the best. That's the right one in. Part four. Yeah. Let the right one in. Have you seen this? I, let me see. I've seen Carrie. All right, I yeah. Watched, I watched um, Halloween when I was a kid. I watched The Shining. 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 I always say it wrong. I've, let's just say, I've, let me tell you something. I've always said it wrong growing up. I'll accept the shinning. <laughs> yeah, just, no, that, was a sim- that was a joke on The Simpsons, actually. Yes. That's probably that's probably yeah, I, that's why a, I said it, I've said it wrong. That's the Simpsons episode I've actually seen. Mm-hmm. But yeah, this is good shit for vampire movies. Yes. Let right? The, like, yep. for vampire movies. Oh, yeah. Let the Right One In. This was uh, directed by uh, Thomas Alfredson. Mm-hmm. And uh, this movie, it's it's so, it's, it's, it's just so delicious and delightful. It's about this... Uh, <laughs> it's <laughs> so many words that you can say. No, it's 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 a it's about it's about this um this this young kid named Oscar who was basically bullied, ostracized, you know, picked on by by other kids in his school, mm-hmm. and he meets this um this this other this young this young girl named named Ellie, mm-hmm. and she's kind of a loner, and there's something a little peculiar about her, you know, you know she she just so happens to have a, you know a, a thirst for blood. And uh, they become friends, and uh, eventually, um, it's like a slow burn film where, like the where the whole film is full of dread, and then like towards the end, woo, man, it's just so, so good. It's so grisly and so violent. I was like, yes, it's one of the best scenes ever. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so because I need feel, a hug, man, or something. I, <laughs> <laughs> like, you are so like excited over that much violence it's, like, it's horror no but the thing is it's like what's so good about it is that it, you don't you don't really you hear it like you hear what's going on you don't really see what's going yeah. on and that's what makes it so good because i feel like a lot of horror films excuse the phrase like blow their load of like violence and gore and like showing too much and it mm. just takes you out of it like some movies like evil dead you're supposed to have that like you're yep. supposed to see the shit go down right mm-hmm. But yeah, like Let the Right One is just such a, it's super delicious. I'll go with that. And it's Mm -hmm. just such a beautiful film. And it's driven by child actors, which is like my favorite in the world. Like I love movies with child actors, like really just driving it home because it's really authentic because I feel like child, like young actors are not so self-conscious and in their own heads. They can just like play the parts Mm -hmm. and, and, and play them really well and some of my favorite uh, horror movies are, are driven by child actors hmm. and uh and it's a foreign film 
Yep, Swedish. Swedish. So it's uh, not normally... Because I think I saw this actually at the Avon in Providence. It wasn't like a wide release. Oh, I did too. Yeah. <gasps> yeah. There's actually another person who goes to the Avon? I, I shouldn't be saying Oh my no. God, we were High probably five. there at the same Damn. time. I, I bet. <laughs> I don't know why you said you're a Victor Amoyo fan. Victor Amoyo <laughs> fan girl. So much. But yeah, I mean, it was... It was Great. Get my fangirl soon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you will. <laughs> Somebody yeah. who wants to see your wrestling videos. <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure. Be like, I swear it is. I think there's literally only like one. <laughs> Girl and that wants to see it or only one video? Only one video. Okay. One match. <laughs> like I just want to see it one time. Like one or two match. Three. I think I only did like three matches. Like mm. one was a battle royal, mm-hmm. one was a tag team, another one was a one on one. The one on one I lost. See? That's like the holy trinity is where you want to <laughs> right. be. Mm. I'm two and one in I'm two and one in matches. <laughs> two and one, you know. Better shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. Better feet than the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah. Oh man. I, I had I you know, I had so many. I I, I promised Carl I was gonna cut down on the uh geriatric undertaker jokes i was literally just looking at that picture the other day when i was trying to look oh, for a picture yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. for our instagram i literally came across one. the the <laughs> selfie i did everybody was against me at wrestlemania 32 as yeah. we should have been and i said yeah. listen undertaker pulls this off i'm taking selfies with everybody in celebration yeah and you did and you i did. did yeah mm. well yeah, hope. I mean, hopefully the 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 rest home will give him a day pass so he can show up for the other pay per view. <laughs> I'm so sick and tired of like the rumor that he's coming back. He's coming back. I swear to God, if I don't he dies, want, I'm... I don't want him to come back. No, who does? Nobody no. wants him to come back. No, like, he, he... no, literally nobody wants that. Even like, I'd love to see kids... him again. Don't get me wrong. Like, I still want to meet. I still want to meet. I've met so many wrestlers. I still want to meet them. Yeah, you could, yeah. you could. I think you could. I don't know. Does, he doesn't really like do the circuit though. Mm. Like he'll do like access. Yeah, yeah. he so might. One day, if I ever did, if I ever make it to WrestleMania, I'll, that'll probably be the only time I will meet him. Yeah, but it'll happen. I think so too. Hashtag goals. <laughs> That's one of them. Yeah. So yes, uh, let the right one in. Do it and don't. I don't know about. I'd never watched the American. Uh, bastardization of it. Bastardization. <laughs> Isn't it like yeah. let me in? Isn't that? Yeah, let me in. Uh, I can't even. Just don't even bother. Don't waste your time. You can get through the subtitles. It's fine. Yeah, because it's just so good. And um, mm-hmm. did you read the story that it's adapted from? Oh no, I haven't. So it's worth a whirl because it it kind of fleshes the characters out more because I think like the movie takes some liberties in in uh. Especially with Ely, like her gender is pretty ambiguous, but they kind of like give you some, maybe some insight into that. But in the story, it really fleshes that out, which is kind of interesting. So if you're interested in uh, maybe learning more about the characters and their background, it does provide some good insight. Oh, word. Okay. Yeah, it's worth it. Yeah. Yep. And we got some more horror goodnesses. <laughs> yeah, we can't say The Shining because you don't want to get sued. <laughs> <laughs> The Shining is is uh I actually Damn Simpsons. <laughs> it's like one of, it, I I love the the book. I love the story. I love the movie just as much. I know Stephen King wasn't super on board with Stanley Kubrick's version of The Shining, but I loved it. Yeah, which is weird because The Shining is an it's an incredible movie. It is. And I really yeah. don't think it takes that many liberties from 
the OG story. Mm-hmm. And I like love Stephen King. I love him so much. I don't think his movies that he has like a big part in are necessarily good. Like they're kind of corny and cheesy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. I forget what like the main beef was between him and this. I think there was maybe some uh, contention with casting. I don't know if he thought, you know, that the right people were chosen for the parts. But I don't know. As a standalone without like thinking about books and stories and all that nonsense. Mm. It's great. Now, yeah. would that be the movie that like is was what made Jack Nicholson's career? Oh no! Like he, like I'm sure, I'm sure, like he's made some. He's been in the game long before this, mm-hmm. but it's oh, like yeah. you know the iconic scene. Here's Johnny. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. So, I mean, like I think that because what if then he... like he was the Joker like shortly after that? Yeah, like about like uh, nine years later. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because he's done so much, it's kind of like mm. hard to to say what the. I don't even really know what Jack Nicholson's breakout would have been. Um, let's see. He did a uh, Chinatown. He did in do 74. Chinatown. When he was super young. Oh, one, one flew over one the cuckoo's, cuckoo's nest. nest. That's yeah. what I'm thinking is probably like the first. But this definitely, I mean, is like most iconic image. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and also I heard that like uh, Stanley Kubrick actually drove Shelley Duvall to a nervous breakdown. Yeah, he was like a complete dick to her. Yeah. Like he uh, was super mean to her and like didn't give her cues on on the film. So when they were filming, he like genuinely like scared the shit out of her. Like there were certain things that she wasn't aware of happening, and I think he was just like really awful about uh, like the way that she looked and was like super uh, made like remarks about her appearance. Mm-hmm. she's like a really striking woman in that like her face is very recognizable like she has like a d- very distinct look which i thought went with the movie i think in the in the story she's more classically like pretty and uh in the movie not so i mean mm-hmm. Shelley, she's cool as hell but she's not like you don't look at her and like objectify her in that in that particular way yeah but yeah he was super into uh definitely making her feel like terrible like i think she had uh like long standing mental issues from being like working on this movie with him mm. that's yeah. like his way i'm not like a big kubrick head at all like i hate a clockwork orange really i don't like it vic i like i can't get into it i hate the book i hate the book so much and yeah. i but i'm not like one of those people that really needs to like I'm not like oh you know like the book is so much better than the movie or whatever like I literally care less like to mm. me it's basically separate yeah ideas mm. uh but yeah I don't really I don't know mm. I watched the movie only once so I'm not like giving a huge like a very informed opinion on the film and I definitely saw it I remember it was like I think my sophomore year of college so it was late like I was a late bloomer i think because everyone at that time like loved clockwork orange that was like their favorite shit Mm -hmm. and i couldn't tell if people really liked it because they liked it or if they say that they like it because it's so uh, so it's so popular like everyone but i'm open to seeing it again and going into it with like i don't know if i maybe if i have it reframed for me i'll appreciate it more than i did at the time yeah, I mean, I, I'll say like watching the movie again would be would be worthwhile. I know yeah. that I know that it is a little tough to sit through, especially like in the early segments with the whole like sexual assault yeah, scene. Yeah, yeah. But I think uh, that's what did it in for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's like certain things I'm totally fine with watching in the context of like a horror movie. Uh, but that it's weird because like a Clockwork Orange, I don't think is like your typical 
like horror. I don't. Is it even like build as such? No, it's more like a dystopian uh, type film. Sure. And like I feel so not just as like a side bring it back but like Handmaid's Tale just got finished watching that and to me that's like dystopian horror legit like super scary super like mm. fucked and I really loved that like I, I loved it so much so I'm kind of thinking that maybe I can give other I don't know uh, movies films in that genre or like idea mindset maybe another chance because maybe I've kind of like evolved my opinion on this mm. kind of stuff but generally no and I can't I don't know. Are you super into Kubrick? I am actually. Yeah, most I'm, film nerds are. Yeah, I'm, I'm like. <laughs> I, I love him. Yeah, like like my favorite film of Kubrick's is uh, Barry Lyndon. Yeah. Uh, which is on the Criterion Collection now, and um, it's <laughs> yeah, it's course. like Barry Lyndon. It's one of the most gorgeous looking films I've ever seen. Like, sure. this, Do you have every Criterion. Oh no, not every one. No, I can't. I, that's that's like you're talking about like over a thousand films. Where do you keep them all? Do you have a separate um, room? I have my my shelf of Criterion's is right over there. Oh my goodness. Yep, all the Criterion's I have. Oh. Well, the first uh, three, the first three shelves, yes. and like the one little one in the corner there on the fourth fourth shelf. Oh. Yeah, with oh, the I box sets. Yeah, that's where all my that's where all my Criterion's are, people. Yeah. And I'm also getting a few more uh, next month with uh, November's Criterion sale at oh, Barnes and Noble. Geez. I got I got I got four. I got four in mind. Nice. Nice. Yeah, and uh, so, so yeah, um, I'll say that the, the Shining is a uh, is 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 a great one. Um, I'll, I'll say that I haven't read the book, mm. but but I but I will check it out for sure. Oh, but did John did John John said the- John said some. First of all, um, Brandon says Tales from the Hood was good. I, oh. <laughs> yo, you know what? That's that that came out on Blu-ray a couple weeks ago. I gotta get that movie in my collection. Really. Yeah, I'm I mean, very surprised to hear you say that. No, because I remember watching it when I was a kid. I barely remember it. Mm. So, oh, me like, too. Like all I remember is like Clarence Williams was in it, and he and he was like like the maestro of the whole thing. Right. Yeah. But I remember enjoying it, so I want I want that in my collection. Yeah. So then, um, John says, Carl, when are you watching those Criterion choices? Victor read your book choice, and if you were watching, I did give a review of um, Dress to Kill last week, so mm. I still got to start Mulho. Mulholland Drive. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God! I cannot wait to hear you review that. Yes, I I will pay good money. <laughs> oh my goodness! To hear the Carl Bird summary of Mulholland Drive. Listen, my Just to Kill summary was pretty good. So. It, it was good. It was good. <laughs> I literally can't wait for that. All right. Oh, oh my, my gosh. God! Get on that. You yes. have to. It's on. It's streaming. Yo. No, yes. I have. No, I. You got it in the queue. You're just waiting. No, the right he, time? I have his physical oh, copy. Oh, yeah. So oh, okay. yeah, I do plan. On, I do plan on watching. Yes. Hopefully, sometime this week. Maybe tomorrow. Yeah, yo, oh yo, Mulholland Drive is my not only my favorite David Lynch film, but it, it was my favorite film of 2001. And man, <laughs> I, can't, I can't wait. That's so okay. good. Yes. That's so good. Yeah. It's going to be better. The review is going to be better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, 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 and, and you will see the scene in Mulholland Drive. Oh, you'll know what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. The scene. <laughs> report back. <laughs> David Lynch is not for. Have you seen other David Lynch movies? Not that I know. Not that or I know. TV? No. Um, the Elephant Man. I've heard. Do you only? Well, is it? Does it reflect on like the original story of the Elephant yeah, Man? Yeah, like, like uh, John. I forget his name was. I don't think I've seen John the movie, Merrick. But I learned. Mm. You know, I read the story of the Elephant yeah. Man in like elementary school. Oh yeah, yeah. The movie's based on that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But yeah, we'll check that out. Um, uh, yeah. So, what are some other hard goodies that 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 you've seen? So, Candyman. Oh, that's not here. But that's that's that the um, 
VHS tape, the cover of it, that used to scare the shit out of me. I am still scared of Candyman (laughs) to Mm -hmm. this day. Like, I remember seeing the commercial for Candyman Farewell to the Flesh, and he announces... (laughs) First of all, the name sounds awful. And then, like, and just hearing, like, the announcer in the the Mm -hmm. commercial saying, Candyman Farewell to the Flesh. I'm like, yeah, I'm good. (laughs) As a kid, I'm like, nope. Nope. Watching bugs just sitting there on Tony Todd's face. Yeah, I know. That no. scared the shit. And then saying his name in the dark in the mirror five <laughs> times. Yeah. I remember South Park did a spoof of that yeah. for a Halloween episode where it was like, all right, Butters, you got to do it. Okay. Biggie Smalls. <laughs> Biggie Smalls. Biggie Smalls. And then Biggie appears. <laughs> and then the whole episode went left turn. But yeah, Candyman used to scare the shit out of me. Yeah. Mm. I gotta see that again. Yeah, um, y'all remember? Well, another thing that used to scare the shit out of me. I don't. I never really watched like a full episode. I don't know if it was a movie or and a TV show, but mm. Tales from the Crypt. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, the Crypt Keeper used to like. That was some creepy shit. For sure. Like I mean, just a laugh. I would like literally watch the laugh. I was a kid. I watched the laugh, get creeped out, and I'm like, all right, change the channel or turn on like Sega or something like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was a creepy thing. I remember they made a cartoon. Yeah, they did actually. That's right. That was. Yeah. I feel like that was short lived, though. Yeah. It oh really yeah. Was. And I feel like oh, no, they, they like a maybe not a few years ago, but maybe like a handful of years ago, they'd like read. Yeah, they it. were supposed to read. Yeah, mm. it was supposed to like re, it was supposed to be like a reboot. I don't know if you it know, really think, took off. I think that they might have done it in just like a very limited capacity. I think from what I remember, because I I really love Tales from the Crypt as a kid, because I kind of love that, like, anthology type, like, different stories, different uh, characters, and the same people showing up, because I really love the Twilight Zone yeah. uh, so, so much. Uh, and I think, like, as far as, uh, I don't know, like, I feel like certain things have replay value, certain things don't. I feel like I can watch the same episode of the Twilight Zone that I've seen a million times, a million more times, and, like, not get sick of it. I feel like they're just so well done. Like the old series? Yeah, for yeah. sure. And I feel... Like a lot of that stuff is so like, but genuinely scary. And then the thing I love about Twilight Zone is I feel like there are certain episodes that everyone knows and everyone's like familiar with. And uh, I don't, and I I kind of love that. Like, did you watch Twilight Zone? Are you familiar? Um, I've I've seen two of the most well known. One was the the guy who breaks his glasses. Yeah, I have time that, now. Yeah. And the one where the gremlins on the the wing of the airplane. Yeah, the William Shatner one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then um, the other, so like those are the, f- the first two that I was thinking of. And then the third that I think is kind of uh, one of the most popular is uh, my dad used to call it the pig people episode mm-hmm. where it's like this society. And it's actually kind of <laughs> poignant, like from modern day mm-hmm. uh, contemporary uh, insight. But it's this place where... So it like opens up. This woman is like getting, she's in the doctor's office. She's getting like some kind of plastic surgery done uh, because she's like super ugly and or she feels super ugly and like this whole thing. Um, And you don't see what anyone else looks like. And you don't really even see what she looks like because her face is bandaged because she just had this procedure Mm -hmm. done so she could look normal because like in this particular world, if you don't look normal, then you get like shipped off into this other place. Hmm. Like a camp. Um, and there's like a, a supreme leader 
Because, you know, I mean, I guess it's like America, mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's a, the supreme leader and you don't really see him. You like hear him. And as the episode goes on, like you kind of see where it's going. Like there's something weird because we haven't seen her face. We haven't seen anyone's face. What's going to be like the catch? So they uh, take her bandages off because the entire time it's just and her voice is I forget the actress, but you really just hear like voices like that's the acting. Mm-hmm. It's mainly voice acting. And then they take the bandages off. And you see her and the doctor that's working on her is like, it didn't work. Like, it didn't take. What we did did not work. And uh, you're like, what the fuck? And she's gorgeous. So you're like, there's this beautiful woman. And everyone's like saying how, like, she's gross she is. And then you see everyone else has like these really deformed, fucked up faces. Mm-hmm. And they're like the supreme leader who like hates the this like you know, what we think is of as traditionally beautiful people gets like mm-hmm. carted off into some like weird other uh town or something mm-hmm. um but the whole thing is like beauty's in the eye of the beholder like if you're mm. gr- if all these people are like uh i don't think they're supposed to be like pig people but my dad always <laughs> referred to them <laughs> as such so that kind of like idea of uh you know just we look at this person and we think of her as being like classically beautiful and and she like joins up with this other guy who tried to get the procedure done it didn't work Hmm. and it's just like kind of like gnarly in a way like kind of like creepy and weird and I just like I love that episode I think that's the first one that I ever saw because sci-fi used to do on New Year's Eve and I think they still do actually the marathon like the Twilight Zone marathon where they just kind of like play the most popular episodes mm-hmm. as voted on by viewers Okay. and uh, so I've seen that one a billion times but just like kind of uh like horror but with like a really good social commentary and it gets mm. wrapped up in a bow usually at the end like they explain it to you but um i really i really like that as far as like the, mm. the old stuff goes i think it's like easily accessible now for okay. kids or for people who want to get into it yeah right nice it's my plug for the twilight zone watch it on new year's eve on sci-fi cool <laughs> yeah. and i'm pretty sure it's available on like streaming <laughs> it's sure. all the time yeah. yeah you can watch it like any episode anytime nice on netflix yeah not awesome bad. all right and uh yeah so yeah that's a lot of horror right there so any final recommendations or any I'm trying to think of maybe things that it, so i watched hush recently which is like a more uh, i feel like it came out within the last couple years and nobody in it is super notable there's an actor and i always forget his name but he was in the newsroom oh is it a uh, jeff daniels it isn't jeff daniels it was the like so if we think of like top tier in that show and you um, go down. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, so Jeff Daniels, is it a Sam Waterston? Nope. Um, he's pretty top tier. And this, so I, this actor is also, uh, he, he does musicals as well. Thank goodness uh, for Wikipedia. Yeah. Are you looking I up? So it ain't Jeff. I am. It's um, him. John yeah. Gallagher Jr. Let me see his face. Yes. Yes. Oh, okay. So he's in it. Um, I should know it because the movie was so good. But it takes place. This woman is uh, has no hearing. So she uh, doesn't speak. The movie is obviously like super, super quiet. And she has like a home in- invader typically. Mm-hmm. And I love like home invasion movies. I love because I think they're really scary. But they also scare me because that's one of my like real fears. I think that like the things that scare me the most like aliens and home invasion. I love to see those movies because they're very scary to me and very real mm-hmm. but uh this one was done in a really good way a home invasion you might like don't breathe then 
I, yeah, so I like Don't Breathe. I thought mm. that was good. I thought that the trailer was very different than what I saw in the theater. Did you see it? Yeah, I did. And I thought that it was, but it didn't like really bother me too much. Uh, it had that like weird fucked up ending. It did. I thought the ending was a little too preposterous. It, like, yeah, <laughs> I like did not Kid see got it. his ass whooped and he's still like, he held on pretty strong. For yeah. real. And I didn't, I mean, I was not anticipating that. And I'm used to horror taking like a weird twist and turn to, but I don't know. It was preposterous is the perfect way to put it. But I, I did uh, like the general idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Hush is similar where like there's a sense that's missing and like she couldn't hear. And uh, somebody, uh, John Gallagher Jr. is uh, trying to get into her home. You never really know why he wants to kill people like they never really say and i also don't think it really matters like he is just kind of um like the strangers which i love mm-hmm. like people that want to like ju- the strangers yeah so much i was bored with that one see i watched it with my brother and sister-in-law and i think that she found it boring as well but i think it's good like i don't really need to be like beat over the head with like, scares or gore but I was kind of expect yeah I was kind of expecting that so I just sat there and watched it and I just av- yeah because I avoid movies like that like like the saws and hostels of the world and like the I I saw the first three saws yeah literally because well hey let's go to the movies for my birthday what's, yeah right, I know <laughs> what's uh, like what's in theaters so mm-hmm. that's probably why I saw the first sure one too. I watched like the first three and then after that I was like yeah I, they just kind of yeah they get kind of like just I, yeah, I, I just got sick of, I got sick of them. Yeah, I think it's easy to do. And like I, then I started doing the party. So, but then, <laughs> but then I, I feel like that the strangers and even hush, it's that kind of like build up. And there's some gore kind of like peppered in, but it's not over the top. Like in and for me, those are the scariest situations. And what makes like a good horror movie for me, and not necessarily the only type that I like, but uh, are the 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 stories that seem like they could actually happen. Like you could have somebody just come to your house and want to fuck with you and kill you. Like why not? And like in The Strangers, there's no backstory. They like just no. show up, and they just want to kill people for fun. And that's really scary because I feel like that's more realistic than, I mean, as much as I love like Carrie, yeah. um, or the shot. I mean, like that's home invasion type stuff, is just so freaking scary because it could happen, mm. and it sticks with you. Yep. You know, what I was thinking too is that like, and I don't know if I'm alone in this, but I still love the Blair Witch Project so much. No, mm-hmm. no. You, you talk it? about like V8. Yes, VHS I love it. Who didn't, you hated that movie when it came out. Everyone was I scared sure of that did. movie. I sure did. I <laughs> hated <laughs> it. Well, I watched. Yeah, we watched it, and I I watched it like on VHS at our friend's house. Um, mm. We just sitting there just watching it. I, like I literally had to throw an inflatable chair at my friend just to like get some. Get some type of energy in the room. It was that bad. I think it's so scary. I to this day, like I think yeah. it's really scary. I mean, it. I have one thing I will say is like I did a little, got a little creeped out because I was staying with um, my father at the time. He was living in like suburban Maryland, and I didn't know. And Blair Witch mm-hmm. Project took place in Maryland, and where he lived was like the woods. Yeah. So you look out the window, it was just black, like mm-hmm. pitch black. So mm-hmm. I'm like. This bitch took place in Maryland. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I'm not going out there. Not, not until See? like. And I think that is the uh, like horror movies that stick with you. So you watch them, and maybe you don't think they're scary at the time, but then like later on, 
Mm. You know, like it, st- it stays with you. And I feel like that's kind of the mark of a good horror movie is the ones oh, that yeah. stay with you. that get you thinking. Cause I feel like Blair Witch, that's what it did to me. I mean, I thought it was wicked scary when I was watching it, but then afterward I was like, Oh man, I feel like genuinely creeped out and unnerved by that entire film. Mm. Yeah. I mean, it, 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 and, and for me, like I haven't seen it in, in many years, yeah. but yeah, like, I haven't seen it since then because I, was, I hated yeah. it so much, <laughs> but See, I think you I'm, secretly loved it. But not. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing with, what and what really hurt me is like, I was so amped up of seeing it. Like yeah. I was so interested. In, it was a huge blockbuster. Yeah. <laughs> like it did so well. It did. It did. Because a lot of people were so curious to see it and they're mm-hmm. like, man, what the fuck is this? Like, well, the ending freaked me the hell out yes, though. Totally. The camera yeah. fell. Oh okay. my Well, come on. It's, 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 we're oversimplifying stuff, Carl. <laughs> <laughs> the camera. <laughs> The ca- <laughs> that's what the, it was what but like the, the final camera. scene with like the dude in the corner and knowing the story it's so mm-hmm. good and you never see the witch she's just there yeah and I heard that the remake is is bullshit though from what I hear I'm not surprised yeah <laughs> oh but, yeah 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 I did yeah. it came out like last year yeah last year Blair Witch that's ridiculous um, now yeah, that's what's up. I, now, now I want to go back and watch the original Blair Witch again. Do I it. think I'm, uh, I might. If I really, I'm like, uh, uh, sure, I guess. Do it. Do it. It's Halloween. Yeah. I'll yell at you if I still hate it. <laughs> but I do have one final recommendation, and it is on Netflix. Great. Horror recommendation is called We Are Still Here. Yes. Yeah, have you seen it? I did watch it. Yes, mm-hmm. it's. You already know I didn't. <laughs> oh well, it's it's a really good movie. Um, it's uh, it takes place in 1979. It's mm-hmm. about this um, old married couple. Um, their their son died in a car accident, and so the husband and wife they go to this. Uh, they decide to move into this rural home in New England, mm-hmm. and um, and um, unfortunately, like like the like you know they hope for a change of scenery because the the wife is very still very depressed about you know their son passing. But then um, as the movie goes on, all I can say is fire and blood. Lots of fire, lots of blood, lots of ash. It's, it's so good. Are you into movies with ash, Carl? It's so good. Does <laughs> that appeal to you at all? It's, it's, it's a, good stuff. Yeah, it's 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 awesome stuff. It's called We Are Still Here. It came out in 2015. Yep. Uh directed by Ted Gagan. And um yeah, it's it's like the ending, woo! I'll tell you. I mean, a lot I mean, I haven't seen that much fire and blood in a long time. Not since I played Dark Souls 3, but um yeah, it's 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 a good one. Um mm-hmm. family friendly too. So if you have if you have if you have kids, you know, sit them sit them down, tell them to watch We Are Still Here. Victor Omayo recommends it. Oh lord! <laughs> I don't. mean, we watched. I mean, I Your watched. Uh, I watched. Don't breathe at work with my clients. They actually fell asleep on it. So yeah, yeah. I can see that. Mm. So yeah, don't, don't. Not the behavioral ones. Actually, one of them was. Oh Jesus! Yeah, she's the one who fell asleep <laughs> first. Mm. Yeah. Um. Uh. By the way, uh, don't tell your kids to watch. We are still here. He's no, still here. Do don't, not. don't 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 sue me. Mm-hmm. But it's but it is a great movie. It's on Netflix. It so yeah, tons of great horror stuff out there. For the month of October, so yep. And uh, whatever your recommendation fil- rec- recommendations are for horror films, let us know mm-hmm. at Codex Prime Podcast at gmail We are halfway through October, and I still haven't watched Hocus Pocus. I haven't watched it yet either this season. Yeah, I I'm haven't. Upset. I mean, I'm I will. Upset with myself. Um, you kind of just—it's one of those. TMC movies. is doing horror movies on Wednesday nights. Oh, okay. From like starts, I think it's Wednesdays or Tuesdays. Mm. I, I I suck at. Uh, recapping um, <laughs> I'm gonna well, catch it though but somebody yeah I'll definitely catch it 
You will. Oh, Unlike yeah. ABC Family, which I think is something yeah. different now. Freeform. Mm. Freeform. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. I... I have a secret that I would like to confess here. You have never seen Hocus Pocus. I've never seen Hocus Pocus. Are you holding out? Are you so you can be like one of those people that's like a hipster? I'm not. Never it's, seen Hocus Pocus. I've never seen Lord of the Rings. Nah, no, I actually never seen Lord of the Rings. But. Jesus Christ! <laughs> Thank you. And he's never seen the Harry Potter movies either. Are you, you're one of those. See, I, I wait. I have a movie. No, I never. I never just had I just, an interest. But I, I have. I didn't. I have one of those, but then I conceded. I never saw The Matrix until like two months ago. <gasps> never seen it. Can you imagine me of all people? I have a, but there's a story behind it. <laughs> okay. Why I, never I have it. a short story behind Harry Potter. That was my high school principal's but name. I feel like, it, but yeah, mm. I don't know. But I, but I finally mm. saw it. Is the end to the story. Like I finally mm-hmm. saw The Matrix. I mean, I'm sure I'll eventually see those movies. And then not to mention, if you have you seen Clerks too? Yes. See, you need to get on board. I, yeah. I've seen Clerks too. Did you? Yeah. Which so one haven't you seen? Then, which Kevin uh, Smith haven't you seen? Then? Oh, I haven't seen. Well, his later ones like Zack and Mary make a porno. Haven't seen that one. Seen or that. Tusk. That's a good. Don't see Tusk. <laughs> Do not see it. Vic. Is it bad? It's so I like Red State. So I like, saw like that. his like his you know, mm. uh, diving into horror. Uh, mm. Tusk is like super ridiculous like if you want to see something that's like incredibly ridiculous and just kind of like gross out but just stupid i think it would make an awesome comic or like graphic novel Mm. i think that uh watching it uh, like i saw it because i'd been on netflix for so long like i would scroll through and i would just see tusk tusk i was like no i I, feel like I want to support what he reviewed does. It on the show oh, Curtis Parvin of Splash Page Comics. Did Curtis he did rec- like it. He, he did it. like it. He yeah, did see? recommend it. And I feel like it's one of those movies how like I love the movie Cabin Fever, like those kind of like kitschy, uh, like stupid but really good. Like you have like a soft spot for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I don't want to accuse your friend of liking that movie ironically, but I feel like if people <laughs> enjoy Tusk, then maybe there's like like a a hint of that in it. But uh, I mean, it's short. Like if you want to, if you're curious to watch it, won't take up too much of your time. Okay. Mm. Uh, nice. But yeah, no, uh, Tusk wouldn't be my number one Halloween recommendation. I would recommend Hocus Pocus first. Oh yeah, um, you gotta see it. Yeah, like I just never got around to seeing it when I was a kid. Like. So- I mean, I mean, I'll, I'll, I know the Blu-ray is pretty cheap, so I'll probably pick it up. At yeah, some it's point. dumb cheap. I literally saw it today. It was like six. It bucks. is, and don't oh. go online and like look at reviews because I just looked up Hocus Pocus on Rotten Tomatoes. Has like twenty nine percent. Ew. But that doesn't make any sense. But House like House had like ninety eight percent, and that's why I watched it. And that mm. movie, I hate myself for watching that. Me too. Me, me too. House is an old, uh, it's, a, it's a 70s Japanese horror film on the Criterion Collection. That movie's <laughs> dumb as fuck. I know, it's so dumb. That's a movie that if you say you like that movie, you are just trying to sound interesting or intelligent mm-hmm. because it is terrible. I don't understand what happened. I don't want to know what happened. Visually, I thought it was like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. I, I feel like it was kind of like a call to Suspiria, which did it better. Yeah. Um. I just, I, yeah, no, no, thank you. I don't mm. trust Rotten Tomatoes anymore because of that. And I yeah. used to for a while, but 98%, 99%, fuck, that, that is a joke. It Watch is. Watch Hocus Pocus. I will. It's a, it's a fun 90. You got to, but you do have to, like, especially, like, knowing how you're into, how you have cosmopolitan taste. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, you have to go back and, to, and be that child of the 90s. Okay. Charles Harris. <laughs> He hates yeah. it when I say that. But um, 
you have to be that mm-hmm. child in the 90s and just that's how you'll be able to enjoy it. Okay, I can do that. Totally. That's no problem. Right. Yeah, just wear that so, lens. Um, yeah. Nice. So, let's get on to our question of the week. Yeah. Um, yes. Last week was, what was your favorite death scene in a movie? Whether it made you laugh or cry, just a scene that you like loved. I, or you even cheered for the cheered for that death. Like, mine was Cleo from Set It Off. Oh, oh I just think she went out like a G. And Scarface. Mm. Um, you had like seven of them. Oh, well, I had a Rucker Hauer in Blade Runner. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so on, inf- so on um, Instagram, uh, Afton said, Kill Bill Volume 2, Bill's Death. Yeah. Mm. I was going to say that's a good one. That was yeah. the first oh, one that came to mind. Me, did you even say one? I'm sorry. I no, didn't I didn't. But like, the, the, I'm curious to hear because that was like the, I feel like the death scenes in Kill Bill were so good. They were. Mm. Like oh, they, yeah, that, that's like what came to me is like, let me see. John Aponic said, I might have to go with Darth Vader. Beautiful score and his rescue of Luke and, and attempt at redemption. Mm-hmm. That was incredible and hasn't really had any significant deaths or emotional moments. Luckily, Ra's al Ghul and Batman Begins takes a trophy. The meditative preparedness for death was simply beautiful, mm. not delicious as Victor would describe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Jessica Concussion said, "Phil Connor's death was Phil Connor's death when he drives off the cliff with the groundhog. He might be okay. Well, no, probably not." Mm. Um, let me see. On Twitter, at ab underscore pmv eighty eight. Said no country for old men with any with any CO two with any with the CO two tank and Star Wars gold leader and the two guys behind him bit the dust. They came from behind. And I think he said something else too. I screenshotted it. Oh, and uh, another one was Higher Learning Deja Tyra Banks character. If that doesn't hit you, oh mm. yeah. Um, let me see. Please don't. All right. Nick Quattrini on Facebook said, "Hateful Eight had some good ones, but I think Peggy Carter, the Peggy Carter saga coming to a clo- coming to a close, had me had me pretty emotional in Captain America too. I can't make it past when they meet again." Jennifer Green says, "I'm gonna have to do, go. I'm gonna have to go all girly and say the Notebook ending." <laughs> <laughs> Quincy Thomas says, "Steven Seagal an executive decision. He finally took an L." <laughs> Former host Maurice Cerullo said he posted the gift of Samuel Jackson getting eaten by the getting eaten by the shake and the shark in Deep Blue Sea. Mm-hmm. Oh, that was a great one. Uh, Eddie Ortiz said, "Damn, for, um, I forgot 300. He went out like a G." And Thomas Grace put the exploding ninja from what movie is that? Oh, Big Trouble in, in Little China. Yeah, yeah, where that where that one dude is like, yeah. Oh, it's yeah. so weird. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, this this week I didn't really have one prepared, but I can. So it's just go. death scene, or like favorite. Yeah, your favorite death scene. Just there's so many. Yeah, but like sad ones, like like sad ones. Even like the ones my that... girl death scene is so fucked up. Oh my god, Thomas J. Yeah, and like then the whole these... his his glasses, Ugh. his glasses. You couldn't see. You forgot all his, his glasses. Oh god, yeah. it's so bad. But so good. Mm. Yeah, that's on the le- that's on the level of Mufasa and Ricky from Boys in the Hood. Yeah, mm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh god, they're like so good, but then just so devastating. 
Um, actually, I did have one prepared. Um, question of the week. Who is the most famous person you have ever met? Mm. Most famous person I've ever met? Uh, Edward James Olmos. I met him at uh, Emerson College when I was in grad school. Oh. Yeah, just a simple, just a brief, brief, hi, nice, hi, how you doing? Nice to meet you. Because mm-hmm. he was a guest speaker that day. Oh, okay. That's yeah. So. Oh, um, well, maybe not the most. So I feel like I met a couple of famous people, but my on this day on Facebook is when I met Danny Trejo. Um, that must have been dope. Six or seven. It was so dope. And I was cool because I was taller than he is. But uh, What? Yeah. No, he's that's just super dis- short dude. That's disappointing. Like, he always just looks like, he's, he lo- he on screen, big- he looks like he's just... just- He's a badass with some type of height. He's like pretty. Tra- no, oh my god, Danny, I have to show you the picture. Danny Trail, how how short is he? I mean, like I'm five five on like a good day, and he was definitely shorter than me. Really? N- n- like without question, I can bring it up. Um, Please do. <laughs> but yeah, he was super nice and so cool because I love him. I love everything he does. Wow, that's that's unbelievable. I'm telling the you. dude looks like imposing, like he's six foot. F- yeah, that's, eight. Uh, yeah, that is that. that's scream yeah. tricks. That's movie magic that, because that, he. Hmm. I'll say. Yeah. Um, no. Oh, I have I have another answer while you're looking. Of yeah. course, last year's Comic Con, Jake the Snake Roberts. Okay. Of yep, that was definitely. Uh, he was my. He was the other last famous person I met. Him and Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. So good. Yep. So he was on a platform. Don't be uh, fooled by him looking taller than me. Because he was on like a stage that was like up and I was down. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Wow. Such a nice guy though. Didn't even like charge me for a picture. Oh, that's Mm. that's Mm. even better. Yeah. And because I mean, they were charging for pictures. Wow. not me. No, we're just um, friends. Most famous mm. person I've ever met. There's actually like a long list. Um, oh yeah. See, I met <laughs> Jesse Jackson when I was in seventh grade. Um, That's a good one. Wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He actually he like randomly came to my middle school to speak. Like I didn't even know about it till like what middle that school. Day. Roger Williams. Oh. Mm. Oh. Um. Let me see. There's Des Bryant. Um. Oh. Yeah. Des Bryant. De- uh, Demarcus Ware. Jason Witten. You know my my experience of hanging out with the Dallas Cowboys. Mm-hmm. Um, let me see. Vince McMahon, Batista, mm-hmm. The Miz, Superfly, Jimmy Snooker, rest in peace. Um, as you said, uh, Jake the Snake. Yep. Um, Ricky Steamboat. Ricky Steamboat from last year's Comic-Con. Bret Hart was like an awesome guy. Oh, I'm um, so jealous of that one. Yeah, I drove to New York to meet him. Oh, wow. Um, Vicky Guerrero. I met CM Punk. I, there's like no camera proof. He was like on his way to a signing. So um, CM Punk was surprisingly tall. Yeah, he's like hmm. yeah. Um, Edge was real cool. Randy Orton. Uh, shit, ton of wrestlers. Um, yeah. Mm. Uh, Remember you said you met Mickey James once. Oh, I was. Di- oh. I felt I. I was already in love with Mickey James, and she was like so mm. nice that yeah. That's encouraging mm. to hear. I'm not like a super fan of her, but I like that she was nice. Yeah. Mm. I, I just um, it's a lot. We met the Hardy Boys when, I, when we were in that high school. Cool. It was really cool. Mm. And they were really, really nice. My sister like bumped us up. They were closing. Like uh, I was at a car dealership in Rhode Island and they were about to end it. And uh, we just, my sister started crying. She was super young at the time. And they like bumped us at the front of the line. So we met them and they were really, really nice. I met Miley Cyrus when I was in, uh, actually the year after I graduated from college. So she might actually be the most famous person that I've met. Oh, wow. I met her at Hasbro Children's oh, Hospital. Wow. Mm-hmm. When in Hannah Montana garb. 
I was oh. dropping off stuff for work and she was there. Mm. Yeah. And it was like I and we talked. It was one of like the most weird like interactions of my life. Uh because I, I just graduated from college and I was like <laughs> having a really hard time. And like I my roommate and I got really big into Hannah Montana like our senior year of college which seems like a weird thing to get into yeah but like very we, weird we really got into it and to this day I still love that show so, and so I met her and I wasn't even like anticipating her because it wasn't really like publicized mm. like that she was going there and dressing up for kids uh, and I met her and I was just like you've helped me through like the hardest time in my life and like literally had like some kind of emotional breakdown meeting Miley Cyrus who was like so much younger than me at the time mm. um so that that was interesting. So she was probably the, the the nicest person ever. So I can never say a bad word about her because of how nice she was. Mm. Uh, but yeah, so she must have been like my most famous and also most like embarrassing interaction that I've had with a famous person. Oh, wow. Yeah. But I feel like throughout the years, I've kind of like dabbled. I've, I haven't really met any wrestlers other than the Hardys. Like I'm like I went to make Foley stand up at the Comedy Connection. I wish I would have went to that. Yeah, but we didn't get to like meet him. Like we just saw him. Yeah. Oh, Jay Farrow, I met. Since oh. you mentioned. Oh, that's comedy. cool. Yeah, Jay Farrow is hilarious. Though. My goal mm. is to meet Simbad when I see him in a couple weeks. I'm I, like dying to. I will go. die mm. happy. You will love. You will love it. We're seeing him at um. It's, I think it's Foxwoods. Yeah. Yeah, because I saw him at Foxwoods last mm. last October, September, October. Mm. I'm dying yeah. to meet him. Like I ha- I have to. Like I literally, I have to. Or I'll be, I'll be upset. Uh, that's so. That's the goal. Keep you okay. updated, and whether or not we meet Sinbad. Nice. Like, yeah, I remember watching his stand up from two thousand nine. Where you've been? Yeah. Yeah, that was hilarious. It's always good. Still got it. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's so funny. Yeah. Nice. So um, yeah, that'll be on our um, social medias within a day or two. Vic, tell us where you can find us. Uh, you can find us uh, on all the all of our episodes on Facebook Live, followed by SoundCloud iTunes, Google Play, and YouTube. And you can also find us on social media at Twitter and Facebook as well. And Instagram. And Instagram. Yeah, can't forget the can't forget the gram, y'all. Exactly. Um also you can email us at Codex Prime Podcast at gmail dot com. Uh, Angela. Yeah. It was a pleasure. Oh. Yeah. So happy to be back. Yes. Uh thank you so much for yeah. Joining us once again, episode 94. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will do this again at some point. Yeah, absolutely. And, we'll, and it won't take two years. Yeah, Yeah, no, I hope it will take two years. Then you'll be gone wrestling professionally or something. Oh, no, my, yeah. no, my, I think my wrestling days are over. I would like That's to give it one more us. shot, but I think, I think I'm done. Mm-hmm. I think I'm done. Yeah. And also, real quick, uh, big shout-outs to a friend of the show, John Haponic and Jess, Jessica Haponic, uh, I'll be meeting them this weekend mm. in Houston. Uh, they're celebrating their one-year anniversary. Very nice. Congratulations. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. So, um, Some people don't make it that long. That is that true. Is true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so yes, yeah, so I'll be I'll be meeting uh, our our friend of the show slash dear friend of mine from college slash DC apologist, and uh, My we'll get it popping. Yep, the super villain of the show. <laughs> Uh, we will meet you. I'll meet you uh, uh, and Jessica very soon. So uh, congratulations, guys. Thank you so much for watching and listening to our show. We will catch you next week with episode 95. The journey continues. We on way there. Yes, we are. So, uh, yeah, that's all we got for tonight. Thank you so much. Peace out, nerds. Bye. Go Celtics. <laughs>